broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 76 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I've got Trevor here. We we can't at the moment locate Damon. We're not entirely sure where he is. He's missing. We we think he's in transit, but uh, we're not sure. But it's yeah, understandable. We're not sure. He's, he's, he's disappeared. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> what you, were you going to say? He's busy, so I, I get it. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He'll join us when he can join us, and I'm sure he'll want to go back over all the things we already talked about. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, he's got it, right? So how's it, go- how's it going, Trevor? What's going on? Uh, not much. It's uh, kind of a lot going on in the last week, but not actual, well, Disney news, but not uh, um, not like exciting stuff, just funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff that happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's not everybody's finding it funny. I find it funny, but. <laughs> well, okay. You got to admit that of all the rides to have something, something happen on, the Jungle Cruise is like. The best one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, like it, it doesn't take itself seriously to begin with. So. Uh, it, it seems I, so easy to make jokes about it because <laughs> nobody does. got hurt. <laughs> yeah, people are people are taking it like way too seriously though. Like these people were up to their ankles and in water. It's like, oh man, that yeah. was that was scary. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're, they're not serious when they tell you they'll be their swim instructor. That's it, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I, you know, surprisingly, nobody made that joke. I didn't see anybody say that one. That's funny. Probably uh, because it's it's an actual skipper joke, and people were trying to. I guess avoid that, but you could, you could, yeah, I mean, you could, you could mold it, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's one, I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened, by the way, this is, this happened before mm-hmm. <laughs> this uh, years ago. I, I think it was Disneyland though. I don't think it was world. I seem to remember it being Disneyland, but I'm, I'm trying to remember if I ever heard about that happening. Yeah. It, I, 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 I remember it happening. <laughs> I just don't remember where. So I guess I could Google it, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so we threw it out there to the group, to the Facebook group, which if you're not part of it, you know, go ahead and join. But we threw it out to the Facebook group. If some jungle cruise skippers were going to make a joke specifically out of this, uh, incident, I guess we should say what, what happened, right? Is, is, uh, one of the jungle cruise boats, and I'm going to use air quotes. You can't see me use air quotes, sank, uh, cause they really can't sink, right? <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's about, yeah, like you said, two and a half, three feet of water. So, so the boat was underwater and obviously people were standing like their, you know, their feet got wet, but they were all evacuated safely. And there was pictures of the boat sunk in, in the water and they, they got it moved or they did whatever they needed to do. And the ride is open back up again. So it was open back up the same day. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah, it was barely down for any time at all, but it's just, it's, it's just kind of funny because I, I guess what happened, it's one of the handicap boats, uh, the handicap accessible boats. And I, I think what I read is that the, there was a leak around where the, the, the actual like lift is. I guess there's like a seal there or something. That uh, leaked. Uh, yeah, that makes I, sense. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's true or not. So don't take that for, I, I just saw that somewhere. So who knows what actually happened, but you know, listen, it's, I personally, I, I would be fine with having wet feet for a couple hours because that's a heck of a story now that you could tell a lot of people, right? Right. <laughs> I was on the jungle cruise boat that sank. I'm all for that and getting evacuated from the, I, you know, I'm the one that always wants to get evacuated from rides anyway. So, but, but yeah, that's a cool story in my mind, but I'm sure some people were upset. I don't know, yeah. but 
We threw it out to the Facebook group. Uh, if if the uh, Jungle Crew Skipper was going to make a joke about this incident, what would it be? We got a lot of responses, and and truthfully, it's not too late for this. So if you're if you haven't uh, done your response yet, uh, go ahead and find that post uh, on the group. I'm sure you can search for Jungle Cruise, and it'll pop up inside the group, and you can give what your Jungle Cruise line would be uh, as a skipper if you were to make fun of this particular incident. So I, we're going to read some of these because this is going to be like a little competition here. We're gonna we're gonna decide which one's our favorite one, and uh, you know maybe give a, a prize out or something like that. I think I said a hat. So yeah, yeah, and I, I I'm leaning towards some of these are uh, okay. I shouldn't say better. Some of them I like more than others. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, That's... It, it's, I mean, obviously we all have our own opinions on them. Um, yeah, I've got my favorite. I, I actually yeah. do have my favorite in there. <laughs> well, I, do I, I guess just read some of them. Yeah. Let, let's just go down the list here. I, I so, so Jeff, switch off. Yeah. The, Jeff says, and now the ninth wonder of the world, the underside of water. That's, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, one. I, I like that. That's a good play on the backside of water. I, I appreciate that one. The only, the only problem I have with that one, Jeff, is that's like the most obvious joke, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, it's still funny though. Don't get me wrong. That's really funny, but that's like the first thing I thought of when this happened. Yeah. And, so uh, do you, do you want to read Phil? Phil went gangbusters. Yeah. Phil, one. Phil went crazy. I'll do all of, I'll do all Phil's. Okay. So, uh, Phil said, uh, hope everybody has their trunks on. It's not bad. I mean, did, I, did, did it happen near the elephants? Because that would have been funny if it if it was near the elephant. Then that's really good. But I don't. I didn't see where where it actually happened. Yeah, I, d- I don't think it was. But okay. Yeah. T- um, timing I, is everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he also has it's one of our bolder attempts for at a new thrill ride. I, I like mm-hmm. that one. That's pretty good. Um, boats are made to float, but too many people just take that for granted. I take off one of the regular skipper jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I tried all day, but it looks like those gorillas finally got the boat to turn over. That's, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. I, again, playing off the, the skipper jokes. Yep. I think this is actually my favorite one. I, I like this one too. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'd like to point out some of my favorite places to evacuate. And then he points, 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 points to different places along the shore. I like that. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, that's a good one. And, and I also, I like Ryan's one. I, I feel Ryan's works on more than one level. This uh, one got the most likes actually, I yeah. think, in the group. So, uh, it says, and if the boat sinks, just use it as a hat. It's capsized. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's good. Ryan is using, using this, uh, as a joke that is not a, a jungle cruise joke, right? So it's, it's a, jo- a joke that would be used on the jungle cruise, but isn't, uh, one of the jokes that they already use, right? Exactly. I'm here. And then, oh, uh, da- look at Damon. We found Damon. <laughs> I kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like, time just kind of got away from me. Like, it's been a busy weekend. Sorry about That's, that. I, you know, I said to Trevor before the show started, I was like, I wonder if Damon forgot. Yeah, Damon <laughs> definitely forgot. But I'm here. Damon, we're, we're reading our Jungle Cruise uh, joke competition uh, entries okay. here. Yeah. I, I don't know if you read any of these. I did. I thought some of them were very funny. I did too. Well, we're on, we're, we just went through Ryan's and the next one is Jeremy's. I don't know if you want to read the next one, Damon. If I had everything up, I would, but, uh, I'm not anywhere <laughs> right, close to Jeremy. that yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll read Jeremy's then. Uh, but I really liked Ryan's. I, I thought Ryan's was good because it was, it was original, right? So that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy wrote, today's cruise comes, comp- uh, comes with a complimentary foot spa treatment, compliments of new CEO, uh, Bob Chapek, which by the way, I found out recently it's actually Chapek, not Chapek, which I've been saying it's Chapek. So fun, fun, fun facts for everyone here. Uh, that's a good one, Jeremy. I like, mm-hmm. I, you want to do Michelle's? Yeah. Uh, Michelle says, uh, please make sure you tip your skippers or you might end up like these guys. 
<laughs> I, I like that one. The, the, the subtle threat is, is nice. <laughs> the subtle threat is good. Yeah. The subtle threat's good. I, I, yeah. I, I like that one. Um, Quentin uh, wrote, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Disney wish. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did, did something specific happen with the Disney wish or are we just, just naming it? <laughs> I think we're just naming it any ships. sort of cruise ship. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's funny. It, I like it. Unless something did happen to the wish, but I don't know. I know something happened to some so. other cruise ships, but. Yeah. I know, I know there were some other ones, but I don't think the, I don't think Disney's ever had a thing where a boat sank like that. Yeah. Not, not a cruise boat that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah. Me either. Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, Trevor. You want to do this next yeah. one? Francisco. Uh, Francisco says, uh, looks like you get two rides for one jungle cruise and under the sea. I, I like that one. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, Christy did, uh, we said we'd take you on a jungle cruise. We never said we'd bring you back. That's, yeah. that's good. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is just a, pl- a publicity stunt for the new movie coming out, right? It's a little early though, right? It's a, it's a little early. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess they could have, uh, somebody could have done a tie. And if, if they had waited a few months to sink the boat, <laughs> for- yeah, they should have, I mean, should have waited. Can you imagine if this happened like right when the movie was coming out? Oh, that, that would have, that would have, people would have thought it was a publicity stunt of that. Oh happened. yeah. Right. Why, why wouldn't you? Cause I mean, it looks like that boat's going to sink a bunch of times in the trailer. So. Mm-hmm. You want to do the next one, Trevor? Yeah. Uh, Jennifer says, uh, they leaked 20,000, they leaked the 20,000 leagues under the sea overlay. (laughs) That's good. So I, I, that's, that's a double there. I, I like that. Yeah. Chris writes in, uh, this, this boat is sinking faster than the, than, uh, wait. Oh, why did that change to planes? Huh? It's supposed to be. This boat is sinking faster than pirates did at the box office. No, it says, no, it, it said planes. It said planes. Did it say planes? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it said pirates. Pirates didn't sink at the box office. No, planes, planes. Yeah. What is planes? I don't even know what planes is. Exactly. Planes? <laughs> Trevor, it, again, it's one of those things like that Tom says that just makes me not even think that he knows anything about Disney so, sometimes. How do you, so not you know, know the about movie? Planes? Was that, was that the, you know was that cars? like the direct to DVD one that they made that was like almost like a cars ripoff, but it was with planes? It wasn't almost a it cars. It ripoff. can't be. A, it was in the same. Can't be a ripoff though. If, if you own cars, if you, I know. Well, yeah. If you're making, yes, okay. But that but, did that even make it into theaters? I didn't even think that was in theaters. I think I it might have been for a little I, bit. I don't be, remember. What? We we watched it on DVD, and yeah, it. It, it harsh criticism, but fair. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she said pirates. I'm not wearing my glasses, so maybe that's why. But <laughs> yeah, now I can see planes. <laughs> um, okay, so then the last one from then, Kelsey. Ladies and gentlemen, today's cruise is an immersive experience. <laughs> Disney's going a little too far with the immersive experiences, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I like they these. want that 4D experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think my favorite though, I my I think my favorite is Phil's, where he wants you know to point out some of his favorite favorite places to ev- evacuate. I, I like that one. See, uh, my favorite was Ryan's. I, I like the uh, I like that. I like Jennifer's. I thought that was good. <laughs> man we all like different ones i feel like mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do like a poll in the group now to determine who wins this thing well i i think we should to to keep it fair you know we're we're obviously talking about our favorites but i think we should just do a random yeah that's that's yeah. true i we appreciate everybody who joined in and yeah. did that and and listen still we'll keep it open for another week or two here go come back come at us with your best ones uh Wait, what are, comment what are in, they that, in that uh, thread what's that what are they getting i i think we're gonna do a hat I don't know. I have this like hat should only be people we meet in person thing. All right. Well, well we've, give them we've sent else. hats we... to people we haven't met before. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave wants to be stingier with the hats. No, no, no. I don't want to be stingy with the hats, but I think the hats have to be like you've met one of the people in person. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, we'll figure out a prize. We got something. Oh, we're getting close to a thousand people. I know I missed like the pre-talk that we usually go through, but we're going to have to figure something. I'm all about pins. Everyone chime in. Pins. I, I think the enamel pins that Tom saw before, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think we, I, I would love to do that. I, I think that's a really, uh, I think that'd be really fun to do those enamel pins. So, but uh, the, listen, they're going to take a long time to produce those. It's going to take some time. Uh, they're, they're really, uh, well put together. So <laughs> it, it takes some time to make those. Uh, but we'll, we'll do those. Well, we can do those. Those, those are fine with me. All right. Well, all right. so we all had different favorites, but again, you know, just go ahead and contribute on the group. Uh, if you have another one, those that didn't know that we posted that on the group, I, I think it was the other night. So, uh, just, just go on the group and, uh, and, and make that comment. If you're not part of the group, it's what? Welcome home Disney waitlist. I don't even remember what the, cause you don't like it cause you're mad at it. You're mad at the I'm name. I'm not mad at it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's good because it's different from all the other groups. That That's what I tried. That's what I tried to do. Yeah. I, I have yeah, some, no some sort of, um, method to my madness. Yeah, that's true. We have no drama in our group either. It's just, you know, everybody's cool. Yeah, if you're not in there, why aren't you in there yet? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now that we're past the Jungle Cruise, now we've just got some listener questions. Uh, Damon likes to throw out a question to uh, to the group of what you want us to cover on the podcast. So we've got some listener questions. Uh, who? Anybody want to read the first one or you want me to do it? I, I can do it. I don't care. Uh, I'll go for it. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeremy and Dan both say... I'd like to hear a deep dive on the Disney management shakeup, a brief history of <laughs> Igor, not Igor, <laughs> Igor, <laughs> and, and his accomplishments and his doctrine, what caused the shakeup and what do we think this will mean? Uh, in brackets, it says rampant speculation on where the new guy is likely to focus. So this, <laughs> this is a very loaded question. <laughs> very heavy topic to start the yeah. show with. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess. So uh, some of the comments that I've seen on Facebook is uh, I've seen a lot of negativity towards Bob Chapek, but I I guess the only thing I will say, and and don't take this as, you know, I'm a huge fan of him because I don't really know at this point. Um, He's been running the theme parks for a while and we've seen a lot of positive stuff come to the theme parks. So I don't see him you know, being necessarily a negative to the overall company. But I know some people commented about the fact that he has cut budget and he's tried to, you know, reduce spending, which I understand the, the, you know, being upset around that, but he is also a businessman and they do need to make money. Again, it's not a charity. So I I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that yet, but you know, it's way too early in this transition to see what's really going to (laughs) come. Yeah, no, I I think I would agree with that. Uh, do, did you have anything else to say, Trevor? I'm sorry. No, nope. nope, that's good. <laughs> no, I I think people are jumping to conclusions way too quickly on this. I know that JPEG has a has a reputation for cutting in the parks and and cutting down on you know entertainment things and and stuff like that. But it, it's funny to me where I've seen a bunch of people say things like, "Oh, well, you think it was bad before with the cuts? Wait, wait till he's CEO." I'm like, "Well, why would it be worse? He was already running the parks. Like, you know, well, he could already make those cuts. Why would he wait till CEO to make more cuts if if he was going to? Uh, that just kind of seems reactionary to me. But if you look at this, to me." 
the guy's been with the company, I think I saw 27 years. He's worked in all sorts of different divisions of the company. It makes sense to me that they made him CEO, actually, because Disney is a huge company that's filled with a whole bunch of different divisions, and he has experience running almost every single one of them, with the exception of, like, the TV networks and the and the streaming business, but those are brand new. But, I mean, listen, the park segment for Disney is one of the most important. It brings in more revenue than pretty much any other segment they have, and he's the guy that's been running the parks to tremendous success uh, over his tenure. Uh, and, you know, to me, I think it's interesting that people are so down on it because I, I personally think the parks have grown in amazing ways over the past many years here. I mean, they've made huge investments in the parks, spent billions of dollars, brought us new lands and new rides and new experiences. It's it's not like it's been sitting still. It's it's like the Disney decade, you know, 2.0 in my mind, uh, you know, where they're really doing a lot of great new things. Now, yeah, prices have gone up a lot, but I don't think that would have changed if if it would have been somebody else at the helm, I, I don't think somebody else yeah, would have not I, raised prices. You know, I, I mean, prices of everything go up over time. So so to say, you know, it's his fault that prices have gone up seems. I don't think that's fair. I, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get that he, you know, people people want things to stay the way they were, and, and I think honestly, a lot of the the complaints around you know him cutting stuff and him changing things comes with a bit of rose colored glasses because, you know, we all have our favorite things in the park and we all have things that we wish were still around. But like you said, you know, they've, they've made a lot of changes and it's been a lot of positive changes and it's actually made the parks more popular over the last couple of years. So, I mean, it it can't all be bad. (laughs) Yeah. And I honestly, for as far as like Iger goes leaving, He's not really leaving, first of all. Not he's leaving. got yeah, he's got another twenty one months before he's technically gone. Exactly. He's not going anywhere. And what he said is he's going basically to focus on the creative side of things. Now, if you've been paying attention, uh the the Fox acquisition has not been going great. And what I mean by that is the all the Fox movies that came out last year were duds. They lost I think they lost a bunch of money from Fox Studios last year. So I think what Iger wants to focus on is turning that side of the business around uh before he leaves. And I think just seeing seeing interviews with him, and I, I didn't read his book yet, but I, I would like to, but just seeing interviews with him and hearing him talk, it seems like he's far more interested in the creative side of things than than necessarily the day-to-day operations. And and you know, truth be told, the guy's been trying to retire for a couple of years now, and they kept bringing him back. He's yeah. been trying to retire for a while, <laughs> you know. Just just let, leave him alone. Let him have a break. <laughs> I know, right? But, uh, you know, so I, I think it makes sense. He's going to try to rescue, you know, the Fox stuff that's going on. Uh, and, you know, the F- Foxes, uh, the, the, all those movies were, were really troubled. So I, I think it's interesting that he's going to focus on the creative side of things, which is a blind spot for Chapek right now, right? So that's the one blind spot he has is that, is that side of things. Um, he did at one point, uh, run the, the, the uh, home video uh, division of the company. So like he's the guy that actually came up with the whole Disney vault thing. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Right. But, but yeah, so he ran that side, but not like, you know, making movies and stuff like that. It was more of the distribution and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, that's what I see this as. I don't see it as like something was wrong with Iger or something. I think they just were like, well, let's just, let's get this done. I think they identified this guy a long time ago. He's got experience in 
almost all the divisions of the company. And it, it makes sense to put him in there. But I do know he's not well liked by a lot of people for whatever reason. I, I guess because because, you know, he's made cuts and things like that. But, yeah. you know, like I was like going to say, I, if, you, if you're going to run a company, you're not there to make friends. Well, sorry, you, it's true. No, it's true. But if, if you watch, watch the Imagineering show on, on Disney plus, and one of the things I, I thought was shockingly honest on that show was, uh, one of the Imagineers said, listen, there's, a, a, since the very beginning, there's, and there always will be a, a, uh, a conflict between the business side of things and the creative side of things. And, you know, the business side of things is always going to want to be more efficient and, and cut things and do things as cheaply as possible while the creative side of things, you know, comes up with the craziest and most expensive plans possible. And, and there's always going to be a pull, you know, a back and forth that happens there. And, and I, I think that always happens. It, you know, any of the projects the Imagineers come up with, there's never really been a time where they've come up with like a crazy project and then just been able to do all of the things that they've come up with in that project, right? There's always cuts that happen. There's always things that they pull back because they need to. You can't spend a billion dollars on everything. You just can't. I mean, I know everybody thinks Disney has unlimited money. They don't. <laughs> you know, that's not a reality. So I don't think this is a bad move. I think it makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's my whole point is I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be fine. I don't think anything's going to change anytime soon. Well, I, I think things are going to change, but it's going to be things that are already changing. And to to pin things on, well, you know, this is because of Bob, you know, or Chapek, not I say which Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're changing it's to Bob Bob's for fault. Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, really, you're not going to see any real impact of what he's doing for probably at least six months to a year. So keep that in mind. Like people are going to be very quick to jump on things that are going to happen here in the short term. And that's not how these transitions work. It's not like, you know, you know, Iger walked, walked out of the office and Chapek walked in and was just like instantly making decrees. That's not how this works. Where he like high fived him and he's like, tag, you're it. And yeah. Go, go to, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, there's a transition that takes place. Right. I mean, and I also, I tend to, from the things I've read about him, he seems like the parks were kind of his babies, right? So if that's the case, I think we're in for nothing but good things. I mean, I think we're, it's kind of like Eisner was. Eisner was all about the parks, right? And, and we had the Disney decade and we had all these things that were built and added. I think a lot of people are just like, well, they didn't build a fifth park, so fail. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's what I think <laughs> they, it is. Right? They didn't do my thing that I wanted them to. You didn't do so. the thing I wanted. You didn't build another park. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't like him too, because he's the guy that always says like, they have to add uh, an IP to everything. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I get that too. That's a valid criticism. I get it, but it's also working. So I, you know, I don't know. Did we put Damon to sleep? Is he not caring? Yeah, about- I don't care about this stuff at all. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, let's move on to Chad's question then. I think we covered yeah. this pretty, pretty good. Do you care about this one, David? Will you do this one? No, I care about that one. I, again, the business end of Disney just doesn't, just doesn't move me at all. Like, I, I, they're going to make money. They're going to do what they do. It doesn't really matter what we think because they're, it doesn't change. It doesn't, what everyone thinks, unless they stop going, doesn't change anything. So I don't really care. Like, uh, yeah, it's fair. Constantly. That's the key is, you know, it only matters when people stop showing up to the park and, and stop. It's never going to happen. So, yeah, <laughs> not too worried. <laughs> exactly. About. Yeah. People, you know, if you have a problem with the direction of the company, you vote with your wallet and you stop going. <laughs> you know? Complaining about it's not going to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. All right. So Chad, our friend Chad and his podcast. What's his podcast again? My Disney Points. Is that what it is? Yep. My mm-hmm. DVC Points. Oh, my DVC, my DVC Points. Sorry, Chad. Anyway, uh, he asked, what, what's your guys' earliest Disney memories? 
Honestly, mine is river country. I mean, my aunt took me, my aunt and uncle took me because my parents couldn't afford to take me at that point. And I guess I was 13 and I remember being at river country. Place was dope, by the way. It was the bee's knees. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Bees yeah. Knees. I liked that place. That was good. I, I'm on that. I mean, oh, I went to beekeeping class, so I'm kind but. of on my, uh, on my <laughs> bee thing. I'm trying to have some hives and stuff. Probably not this year, next year, but I did go to classes. So I feel like we could should put that on a shirt. <laughs> the river country knees. is the bees knees like, <laughs> i like it i like that, it that, that, that was my earliest disney memory i guess i mean if we're talking about disney park memories is he talking about disney park memories or disney movie memories i'm, I'm just gonna go with park i'm gonna think he's talking about parks yeah i well since mm-hmm. we do disney parks let's let's keep it to parks okay good what about you? oh um Okay, my earliest memory was I was four years old and we went to Disneyland. Um, specifically, I remember we stayed at a hotel across the street that had a fun little splash pool and there was a mini golf place down the, the road from it that's not there anymore, sadly, because there's a hotel now. Um, but specifically from that trip, I remember riding the, uh, the Skyway through the Matterhorn. And that was the only time I did that, but it was... It stuck with me all these years because it was a very unique experience, you know, going through the mountain, hearing all the sounds and seeing the, the coaster go by underneath of you was, uh, yeah, it it was pretty awesome. (laughs) Nice. That's pretty cool. I think, uh, I think my first memory, uh, from the parks, I was a very little kid. I have several memories from this trip. Uh, from this particular trip, uh, but, and we drove, we drove there. We used to drive from New Jersey, uh, which was like a 20 some hour drive. And it was in the, my dad's Astro van. Uh, I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers the Astro van, but uh, you could <laughs> the take Chevy the Chevy Astro. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. You take the seats out of the back. And so he would take the seats out of the back and we would, uh, have sleeping bags and which is crazy dangerous. I don't even know what, <laughs> what they were thinking. Uh, but we would be in sleeping bags and, you know, take, take the whole drive down. Um, but I remember distinctly two things. I remember standing by the jumping fountains at Epcot and getting a picture with my parents and one of the jumping fountains, uh, it, the, it was, it went short. And it hit me right in the face. And I, at the time, was a very young child and, and, and cried in the land pavilion. I remember sitting in the land pavilion and I remember distinctly, uh, the, 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 the stuff that was on the ceiling that's hanging from the ceiling. It used to move. It used to go up and down. I remember that like distinctly. And the other part I remember is seeing the Main Street electrical parade sitting on the curb, watching it go by. And I had a visor. I had a visor at the time, right? The visor had batteries in it and it had LED lights across the front and you turn it on and the LED lights would go on. I was wearing that visor. I remember that. <laughs> and nobody, does anybody remember that? I, I know the visors. You're I know the visor about. you're talking about. Yeah. You do, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It had like, it had like, I think it was like red and green LED lights in it and it would, and it would go across the whole thing. Yeah. It was very, very eighties. <laughs> yeah. Very eighties. So. Incredibly eighties. <laughs> it was so, it was, yeah, it was incredibly eighties. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, but that's what I remember. Uh, but so it was a good memory though. It's one of my, you know, one of my favorites. So, so favorite IP or movie franchise. Yeah. Um, it's easy. Gravity Falls, right? That's it. I'm done. That one doesn't even take any work for me. <laughs> All right. That's easy. Yeah. I, go ahead, Trevor. Uh, okay. So, 
So here, here's, I, I don't know if this is technically correct because it, it is Luca or George Lucas's stuff is now part of Disney, but when it was made, the dark crystal was before George Lucas sold everything off to Disney. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That is a tough one. I mean, that, that's my all time favorite movie, but I guess if it, if I wanted to talk specifically Disney movies, um, hmm. Oh God. Ah, uh, I, I thought I had an answer for I this. guess we'll have to I'm give you the dark crystal then. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the <laughs> you dark, crystal. The dark you crystal. You get a pass on that. Okay. One. I'll take, I'll take the dark crystal. I think yeah. that's fair. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you didn't take Star Wars. Um, but you know, that's okay. You know, Trevor, <laughs> it, it, it's a little bit of a shame if dark crystal is actually your favorite movie. You know, we went to Atlanta last year and I told you they had the puppets there and they're still there at the Atlanta Center for Puppetry. Man, you no, know, I I wish I could go. To I know it's just, it's it's just not close enough to Disney to make it viable. It's not really close enough to anything for you to make it a viable trip. And and honestly, it's maybe an hour, two hour max. Like if you're really into it, you know what I mean. Like there's not yeah that much to do. But gosh, it was amazing. It's a shame. Like I said, if you're a big fan, it is something. Keep your eye on it because maybe after it leaves uh, the Center for Puppetry out of Atlanta, it may go somewhere else that maybe is a little bit closer to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on it. And my wife knows that I would, I would go out of my way to, to see that stuff. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, but no, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say Star Wars. I, I kind of thought one of you would say Star Wars, but. Well, I mean, I'm not, Star Wars, not me. definitely not. Star Wars is, you know, it's an easy one. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, cause if you were, but if I'm you, if you would ask one. me though, like if I wanted another Star Wars movie or a continuation of Gravity Falls, like there's not even a question. So I don't think that's why I would have picked Star yeah. Wars. That's, that's fair I, enough. I guess that's the thing is we assume, you know, Star Wars is going to be Star Wars at this point. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I still haven't even seen the last movie. So that tells you like how much I'm really invested at this point. Yeah, but you like I see. I thought you were like super fan because you want to do the hotel so badly. But no, like, see, the, the, you don't. The, the hotel there's there's two reasons. It's yeah, it's just yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. different can, because of what it is. Listen, if you were to tell me it was Gravity Falls, you tell me it was Ducktales, you tell me it was gosh, what don't you tell me it was Mary Poppins? Right, that's something that's not necessarily in you know. I don't love that movie. I'm sorry to say, I would still go. Because that is an experience that doesn't really matter about the IP. I'm more interested in the experience. And again, I think I'm not so interested because I want to go and, and relive stars. I, I just want to see what that's about. Like, I want to see how Disney does that. Again, it's not the IP per se. Yeah. yeah I get Mary it. Poppins would be interesting, though. Well, I mean, they're supposedly building a Mary Poppins area in Epcot. So well, no, I mean, but a hotel. I know, that but a hotel. What would you even do with that, though? Mary Poppins? <laughs> I don't know. I'd fly an umbrella all over the place. <laughs> what else would I do? I clean chimneys. They, like I don't know. Yeah, I what else am they, I doing? If they make me dress like a chimney sweep for two days, I don't know if I'm in. On that. That's that's really funny. They'd be like, okay, now's the part of the trip where you clean all the chimneys at Disney World. <laughs> like they put you to work. Well, I'll tell you, if they allow me to clean the chimneys in all of the cool places at Disney World, I'd be down for that. Like I would pay to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's funny. I just I'm just thinking of the idea of like, oh, this is really immersive. We're actually making you do work. <laughs> Uh, okay. So let me, I guess I'll do mine. I, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to go easy here. I, I, I'm going to go with Toy Story. That's what I'm going to go with. All the Toy Story movies. That, that's tough. Cause again, I'm a huge Toy Story fan too. And again, it just means something special since it was, you know, myself and my wife's first date. I just, it doesn't, doesn't trump Gravity Falls. Like, I mean, and they're great, I love, mind I, you, but I haven't seen the fourth one. I, I've been very out of the whole movie. Out of the loop. Well, just with movies. Like, 
I'm all yeah. about television shows and stuff, but movies yeah, have kind movies. of taken a back seat because, because one, normally I would watch stuff when it came out on DVD when we had a home theater in our house. But now that this house does not have one yet, like I kind of don't like, uh, there's no reason for me to watch. I kind of feel like, cause I oh, do I want to watch Toy Story on, you know, a TV screen. No, not really. So I've kind of been holding off a little bit for movies, but gosh, I don't, don't know if I'll ever do a theater in here because we used it like four times a year. So there's that whole thing, like, I don't know. Yeah. But again, four times a year these days, it may have paid for itself after two years based on how much movies cost. So who knows? That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to go with Toy Story. I, you know, it plus with my, my daughter absolutely loves Toy Story. We watch Toy Story like at least three or four times a week, the original. I, I think we watched it twice today because she's constantly asking for Toy Story, which is not a bad thing. I, I love the movies and. Uh, I'm always uh, for watching and I, I was also going to go in Marvel direction too. I, was, I thought about going Avengers, but I, I almost want to say all of those movies because I, I I've watched those movies all the way through from beginning to end, meaning watch the very I mean, I first guess one. You of- take that as a movie franchise. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's, you can. that's a, yeah, that's a franchise. That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I probably, I'd almost go that way because I, I could watch a lot of those movies a million times. Like I just, they're, they're enjoyable and fun to watch. So, uh, but I, I, think toy story narrowly beats it for me so no, that's fair i yeah i so. totally get that <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we have gwendolyn said uh, non-park stays using a dvc resort as a vacation destination instead of the parks as a destination and the resort uh and the resort as only a comedy it's so tough like so so basically it's saying which hotel which dvc resort would you stay at i don't think that's what it's saying though see i don't read it that way so i'm i read it as well what are you doing if you're using dvc resort as a vacation destination okay let's do all right i mean if i had to stay anywhere if you're forcing me to stay somewhere outside of the park areas because i'm not going to the parks i mean obviously i'd stay at hilton head even though i've never stayed there because i love hilton head but i could also stay at walt disney world and not go to the parks at all so that would be fine. And if I was going to do, to do that, where would I stay? I, again, like I, we're just kind of trying to answer your question as many ways as possible. And hopefully we get in your head and answer it the way you want it. But if I was to do a non-park stay, I would obviously do some pool hopping and, and mini golf and things. And I would probably at that point stay at Saratoga and maybe golf, right? There, I guess that's kind of what I would do if I was doing that. And I'd eat a lot, obviously, right? Because you can still go to Disney Springs and eat. I, I don't know. Like, I would definitely do that. I'm not adverse to doing that. So that's definitely something I think as we get older and we don't take our kids with us, we'd probably do more often. So I would use it as a destination. But if you're telling me I ha- like, you know, it's not at the parks or whatever, like I would go to Hilton Head, I guess. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know exactly. Like I said, in, in what vein this question you did a was good asked. Job answering it. I think, yeah. you, I think you answered it pretty well. I think well. you covered it. Trevor, go ahead. What, what do you think? Uh, I think if, if I wasn't planning on going to the parks, I would probably want to try and stay at Beach Club. Um, mainly because I, th- their little water park and everything there seems most interesting to me. And it's close enough to Boardwalk that I could go over and check out Boardwalk. And, um, and yeah, same kind of thing, you know, you know, go do some mini golf, Disney Springs. And I think there's enough to do just just at those resorts that I, I could probably spend four or five days there and be quite happy. Yeah. My answer was going to be beach club or boardwalk because that's a, the, I mean, there's not a ton to do. You could really, you could do, you know, there's different things going on all the time, but it's not like you could spend a whole day just walk on the boardwalk. There's only a couple of things there, but to your point, 
Beach, uh, Yacht and Beach Club has, has a really nice pool, a really nice pool area. And then you have also access to the boardwalk right there. And then, and mini golf isn't far either. So, uh, that there's a few cool things there. So I, I, I think that's a good, a good answer. I, I, I would, I would agree with that. I don't know if I could do a resort only. I, I would be too tempted to go to the parks. I would have a hard time with that, I think. I mean, we, we have a hard time now doing uh, scheduling pool days. We're, we're terrible about this. We schedule a pool day and then end up going to the park anyway. Uh, so, so I don't know. This is not in my future anytime soon, but someday probably. Hmm. So, uh, let's, let's, re- let's do Chris's question. I, I think this is an interesting one. Will, tr- will Tron force Magic Kingdom into a fast pass tier system? What could that look like? Or has Virtual Cube been successful enough that they will try that first? I will answer quickly here. I do not think that Magic Kingdom will go into a fast pass tier system. Uh, I, they, they have the most amount of rides. It's, they don't need it. They, it, it's spread out amongst all of these different rides. I don't think they need to have a tiering system. They, you know, they could have done it when they opened Seven Dwarves. See, didn't do it then. See, I thought they uh, already you know. had one, so obviously, I, what do I know? <laughs> no, yeah, the they're the only one that doesn't, doesn't have it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they're going to. They might do the virtual queue, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be any different than again if the Dwarf Ride didn't have it. Which again, I was, I, I don't do our Fast Pass setups. Me personally, my wife does, or our friend does. So I've never done it. So I just didn't know. But I mean, if that ride didn't do it, then I don't see why this one would do it. I mean, Tron probably has less people going on because, heck, Tom's not going on it. All the Toms of the world aren't going on it. <laughs> well, yeah, I would think that Seven Dwarves is more appealing uh, to more Even people. Even though it's too think. short. Speaking of Seven Dwarves, yeah, right? That is it, the shortest ride ever. It is. It's it's sadly very short and I wish I wish it was just, you know, maybe 20 seconds longer. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the queue is so stunning though mm-hmm. that, again, that's where, you know, it definitely shines as a ride, but I don't think the ride itself, I, listen, almost flip me over in those things. And then that would be kind of cool. I don't need the ride to be longer, <laughs> but I need them to sway more, like yeah. way more. <laughs> you can't even tell you're swaying no. in those things. Exactly. Now, now you know, the, the one thing about Tron though, is that, so Seven Dwarfs is kind of in the middle of a, of a land, whereas Tron is a single, like the, there's that path that goes past Space Mountain and there's specifically that area for Tron behind, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, on the other side of the train tracks. I got to wonder if they'll start off with a boarding group type system just to stop people from crowding into that area for an extended period. Because for the first little while, it will be, it'll be super busy. But why do we care if they're crowded in that area? Because it's kind of away from everything else. It it is, but it also, again, thinking about fire safety and all that. Well, look at Slinky Dog, right? That area is crowded as all get out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and i guess yeah yeah is it gonna be any more crowded open, than that i don't think yeah, so yeah because because even when it was open that it was still there was only one way in and out of the land yep. to start with now it's two yeah I, yeah. I think the only the main reason to do the 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 boarding groups is if they think they're going to have a hard time with reliability with it at first, which it's a pretty. I mean, I don't want to say it's a standard roller coaster, but it's a fairly standard roller coaster. So, I I, I don't know. I I think from the beginning it should be pretty reliable. And, and I think I would agree with Tom. Like I think that you're absolutely right. Like that is I think in in hindsight, right? I think that is actually the reason for the boarding mm-hmm. groups. I would agree with you there. I think that it's just so complex. I've never even been on it, but just from everything we've read and heard, right? It's so complex that they needed to do that. Where I don't think they're going to need to do that for Tron because they already have one, right? Like they already have one up and running. 
They already built yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they already have one. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a main reason that people don't ever take into account either is, you know, because we see it from the, the customer facing side of things or the guest facing side of things. It's like, oh, well, there's such a it's such a long line. They do these boarding groups, but it's really so they can have some flexibility with operations and they can, you know, shut the ride down without clearing out a 10 hour line if they need to do an update or a fix or something. So and I just don't think they're going to have that on Tron. Tron's a, a, a roller coaster. It's just fairly fairly straightforward roller coaster. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not going to have problems with it, but it's not, you know, a revolutionary ride that's never been done before using three different interconnected ride systems and hundreds of computers and it's just not that, you know. <laughs> it's a different different beast. So I don't know. We'll have to see though. Who knows? Yeah. Lots of lots of stuff can happen. I mean, we could be totally wrong. So yeah, we'll have it, to see. We we thought Mickey and Minis was going to have a virtual queue and it doesn't. So Yeah, and I guess the tricky thing is is if the, if they did so let's say, you know, worst case scenarios, they do actually put a tier system in, in Magic Kingdom. So now you've got Tron in tier one. What else goes in tier one? Or is that's it? That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else do you put in tier one? That's an e-ticket attraction. You know, that, that's the top. Cause you could make an argument that all like the coasters. Peter Pan, Jungle Cruise, <laughs> Big Thunder, Splash Mountain. Those are all things that are classics that have long lines still to this day, even though they're not brand new, right? So like I I view Magic Kingdom as everything is kind of tier one almost you know yeah but but like you said they have enough of it that yep it, it's it disperses people that they I, I think they don't need to force it the same way they have in the other parks that's exactly right but that's why they have the tiers right is because those other parks only have a couple e ticket attractions the 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 rides that everybody's going to want to go on and so they have to tier it that way to manage demand they don't have to do that in magic kingdom because they have a whole lot of e ticket attractions that everyone wants to go on so it helps really spread things out a lot that's yeah, what that i that's sense. my thoughts yeah hmm. and this last one is not even a question it's just a compliment and a, and a Yay, nice thing to us so, yeah that's very what, nice that's what that's why I put it on there. So who wants to read that? I've been reading it. Sure, I got it. Uh, so Tiffany says, I'm a brand new listener. My fi- fiance and I are discussing joining DVC, but don't know yet if it'll happen this year. I've been enjoying the last few episodes you've recorded and have learned a lot so far. So thank you for your show. So we appreciate that, Tiffany. And hopefully uh, we can help you with your decision on whether you think DVC is right for you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening, Tiffany. That's great. Uh, we appreciate it. I, I would love to know how you found out about us. That would be great to know. I guess we could respond to the group and find out, could we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, cool. Anything else you guys want to uh, mention in the in the listener section here? I know we've kind of made the listener section also yeah. the whatever we feel like talking about section. Well, actually, you know, I think that brings up a good question. Like, so how do people feel about the listener topic section? You know, especially for people that are not in the group. You know, are you okay with it? Do you feel like it's worthwhile? Should it be first? Should it be last? Should it be shorter? Any comments that you have, please feel free to let us know. Yeah, and you know, we get a fair amount of these, and if I cut your question out, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes they're repeat all, questions. It's all Tom's fault. It's never yeah, Trevor's I, fault could, or myself. It's never us. It's always Yeah, Tom. you can you can blame it on me. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep things fairly brief, so uh, fairly. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. where what? 40 minutes into this. <laughs> you know what, Trevor? <laughs> so I, I'd get right. to see what brief, what not brief looks like. Go listen to our first episode. <laughs> well, you got to listen to our first episode. Back then we were like 45 minutes. So yeah, <laughs> it was back when we, we were very brief. So now, now we, now we can uh, talk for a long time if we want to. So anyway, 
I, did you guys see this uh, this new dining plan that was launched? I'm I'm not a big dining plan person. We I'm not either, but this is interesting to me. It is. Oh, ooh, this is piquing your interest. Okay. This is definitely piquing my interest. But I, again, I or so again, I guess since this is one that I'm kind of interested in, I'll read it. So the new Disney dining plan plus option is now available. There's some pricing. There's some details. So everyone in the party ages three and over will receive the following each night of their package stay. Two meals per night of stay, any combination of table service and quick service meals, two snacks or non-alcoholic beverages per night of stay, one resort refillable mug. So it's a kind of in-between plan. And the pricing is like 94 bucks for adults and $35 for children. I just don't know if it makes sense to me. Like $94 a night. Okay, so... I see, you know what it is for me? I don't necessarily understand the whole, so there are some places where you have to use two credits to go eat, right? So I don't know what those places are. Like I'd have to go and look at those, but even at $94, I mean, it's two meals. I don't know if I'm spending $94 per day per adult because we're all adults now. <laughs> so there's five of yeah. us. So like I, I, you know what? I, I know we're not, I know we're not spending $500 a day. I know that. Yes. So there's no, so, for me, like I want to use it and I want to do dining plan just to say I did dining plan once to be like, all right, I know what it's about. And I may do this one, our next trip just because, but then I think about it. If we're going to do the Epcot, you know, holiday food again, the food festival, like that just throws us to the gutter, honestly, because then what am I doing? Yeah. Th- I guess I could where- save them, right? I mean, you can, can you save them per day? Like, so if you don't use two of them, can you? Use three yeah, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You can use them whenever you want over the entire stay. So you could feasibly stack up a bunch and then, I mean, you could blow through six credits in a single day if you were doing, um, places that required, um, two credits per day. So, so what re- like do like off the top of your head, give me a place that requires two credits signature and usually character greetings or that. So like right. you would so take character out. Cause that's not your guest. So be our guest yeah. just because of the demand there. I okay. think they added that. La Cellier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, California grill. See, so you're not hitting anything right now that I'm really too concerned about. Narcoosies, Citricose. No, see, uh, I don't uh, care about any of those. So I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this one a little bit more and maybe just try it. Even if it doesn't make financial sense, just to try it once to kind of see where it lands us, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing. Again, with the Epcot food and all the special holiday food that's going on, it might not be, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, from from our standpoint, he the the interesting thing is if I if I factored in, you know, just doing quick services, um, in my family it works out to about, you know, fifty to sixty dollars a day. And so this doesn't need three or two clothes. meals. That's with two meals. Yeah. Cause we don't, like I said, we do breakfast at the hotel, so that's fine. Yeah. So, so that, that's kind of what this is leaning towards is, you know, they, they give you two meals per day. So, um, so planning for that. Yeah. It doesn't come close if you were just doing quick service, but, um, like, you know, like Tom said, you know, there's some signature dining and stuff like that where I guess my thinking is then you're using two credits for a lot of them. Right. So now you're right. But, but those two credit ones, um, that's where it might actually make the most sense, huh? It, it would. And exactly. yeah. So, and one other thing that, that they didn't mention or that you didn't capture on here is that, um, room service at the resorts is included in this. And for most resorts, that's not a huge deal, but the Polynesian in particular, um, you can get the Ohana food delivered to your room. 
which to me actually seems like something that I would want to explore. It, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. same thing as you, Dame, is, you know, just as a, like a one-time thing. Just I, to I'm see just how. trying to think like, so even at some of the, the higher end two credit ones, like, am I spending a hundred dollars per person? I just don't think so. Yeah. Like, cause again, even if my kids eat something that's 40 bucks, see, here's, I think the thing for us that makes a big difference is we're water people. Like, so we're not about drink soda, this, that, and the other thing, yeah, right? So, so, so the, the what drink, am I doing? The, the drink and the refillable mug don't really... Doing no, the refillable right. mug, I'm not, that's not so bad because let's say I'll do lemonade, right? At least the few times that we are going to use that yeah. at the resort. But to, every time we go out, my kids are just not about that sweet, you know, something to drink all the time. So again, I don't think it works for me, but I, I may do it at one point just to see. I just don't know if it would be on a Thanksgiving week trip versus, you know, a trip where there's not a special food that's not a festival, right? It's the holiday. I guess it is the holiday festival, right? Where there's not yeah, a food a, festival, a festival yet at yeah. some of the parks that I'm going to be going to. Or can you, I mean, could you get it for less nights than you're there? I guess. I mean, I guess you could do that too, right? No, no you can only do it for the entire length of the trip. See, then that, yeah. And it has to be everybody in your party. Yes. That's, that's probably where, a no go for me then. That's where I saw Jeremy and, and the group brought up an interesting point. If you were doing a split stay, you know, Mm, having yeah. it as part of a split stay is hmm. where, again, this gets interesting is that you could have it for three nights just to cover off some of these, you know, higher ticket places that you want but to Trevor. Go. So let me ask a question though. So where are you mm-hmm. eating that it's going to be? A, so let's just say it's a place that you're going to have to use two of these, right? Where are you eating? Where are you eating that you're spending a hundred dollars per person? Well, garden grills the two, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So garden grills a hundred dollars a person. No, but it's like 50 some a person. But that's not a hundred, <laughs> right? Like that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Oh no, it's not 50. It's closer to 80 or 90. But, but, but even per person. Yeah. But, but even if it's that, right? What's the point then? Right. I mean, so if it's going to be $90 a person, let's just say on average, right? I know money you just pay out of pocket. Once you pay out of pocket yeah. and then you have more options. Well, you get the snacks and the, and the refillable mug. That's the, that's the idea, I guess. Right. So, and again, two snacks can be pricey though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so even if we call them twenty bucks, second, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, could they be twenty dollars for both of them? Is it possible? Well, let's even if it's eighteen. So at eighteen, then I still got to spend a fair chunk of change at dinner. I just don't think I'm doing that, especially as a non-steak, non-seafood. There's three of us that are non-steak, non-seafood. I, I think that's again right. You have to think about your family and what they eat. Maybe if you're doing steak and seafood, maybe you could get there. But since we don't do steak and seafood, it makes it even harder. Like. Pork chops aren't eighty dollars at the end of the day, you know they're not even fifty. So that yeah, you, you're right, Damon. Is it, knowing how you eat, and same thing for us is you know every, every time I've looked at this, it the math never checks out, and it, and you're right, it always ends up being that it's it's easier to just pay out of pocket for it. But yeah, I mean for th- us, this is. This is still kind of, it's weird. Like this one has that appeal where it seems like it's flexible. Makes you think if nothing else, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we, I looked at it and for our next trip, definitely not, but I'm still keeping an eye on this for future trips. Me me as well. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I, I, I'm surprised it took them this long to find like a happy, happy medium between the two because you'd always hear a lot of people say that the regular dining plan was not enough for them and the deluxe was way, way too much. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that they they did a happy medium in between the two, well, right? And I also think for some people, it's kind of that feeling of being paid off. 
is a good feeling for some people. Yeah, like prepaying for yeah, it's food. Con- well, just convenience and con- convenience. And I think right. it's funny because I often have this discussion. Sometimes it's harder to save than it is to pay, and, and that definitely would help those sort of people. We're like, oh, I should save twenty five hundred dollars for food for my trip. Oh, that's four weeks from now. All right, I'll just I'll save it next paycheck. Oh, I'll save it next paycheck. All right, we got eighteen hundred dollars for food, right? Like at yeah. least this way, you're, yeah. you're kind of done. Yeah, you you commit to it, and you know that it's there. Yeah, exactly. I so this was one of the, we used to do the dining plan every trip, just the standard dining plan. And one trip, I was like, let's not do the dining plan, and then just pay out of pocket for everything, and then I'll go through the receipt and I'll find out how much we spent on all the food that we, we bought and, you know, we'll just eat normally like we would have normally, normally compare the two. And we found out we spent a lot less money when we paid out of pocket. We just did. Uh, I don't than, need than, two snacks a day. Well, yeah. yeah, that's that. That was the problem is that every meal came with like at, at the time, this was when meals came with an appetizer, entree and dessert for every person. And we just didn't eat that much. My wife was like, by the time we got to dessert, she's like, I don't want dessert. I'm full. Like, And so we just didn't get those desserts when we paid out of pocket. And, you know, that made a big difference. So, yeah, I, I it's not worth it for us. Maybe someday, but it's not for us. Yeah, maybe, hopefully, you know, the fact that they're doing this means maybe we'll see some more variation on it. Maybe, like or maybe some cart will line up. Yeah. yeah. Some more sort of a la carte. Like, I don't want snacks, right? Like, yeah. what, what can I pay if I don't want two snacks? I only want one snack. I'll have to double check this, Damon, but I think you can actually use some of the snacks at like the food festival booths. Yeah, but you're buying like five things at each booth. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it doesn't you're right. really help. And you can convert those meals to snacks too, I believe. I can't imagine that that's an effective way to do it, though. It's yeah. not an effective way to do things. So I'm just telling you, you can do it. And then so. I, I think you also kind of same thing as Damon said, you know, you, you end up in a position where, you know, you're not eating your snacks every day. And, and even if you were using them for food and wine or whatever, at the end of your trip, you could still end up with a whole bunch left over and you're buying, you know, 50 Rice Krispie treats and shoving them in your suitcase. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just do that anyway, regardless whether I had snacks <laughs> left to just shove a whole bunch of Rice Krispies in my suitcase. <laughs> Did you ever get the giant one, the really huge Mickey Rice Krispie treat? The like, it's like a couple pounds. I have never actually eaten a Rice Krispies treat at Disney. Believe it or oh, not. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow, I, we got the giant one one time. It was pretty pretty great. Took I'm a sucker good. for the sour gummies, and that's about it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair enough. <laughs> Do we want to do the ad right now before we get into Epcot stuff? Yeah, because Epcot stuff is pretty boring, so let's do the ad. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them is just funny, so... Before Trevor reads the ad, can I tell you that I've asked, like, Tom and uh, to find me a name of somebody? Because I've been promoting DVC Rental Store to my friends. Oh. So there you go. There you All go. Right. There you go. There's a good endorsement. There you go. Uh, are you a frequent Disney visitor and want to save hundreds, even thousands on your next Disney trip? The DVC rental store wants to help you book your dream vacation for less. DVC members, it's great news for you too. Want to rent your points for some quick cash? DVC rental store wants to work with you and they're currently renting out points at a record pace. For years, DVC rental store has been helping guests stay at Disney deluxe resorts at an affordable price while also paying members the highest price for their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 382-7368. And let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Again, that's dvcrentalstore.com or 1-855-DVC-RENT. Nice. 
Yeah, so da- Damon's been out there advertising uh, DVC rent, uh, rental stores to, to his friends. So <laughs> I definitely have. I think it's a good idea. So what ended up happening was they were supposed to go to Disney for a volleyball tournament, and then their team decided not to go. So they had some of their points that they just can't use. So yeah. there we go. That's a perfect, there you go. perfect, perfect reason. Perfect yeah. use. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, let's talk about this boring stuff that Damon doesn't want to talk oh, about. Epcot. Uh, well, honestly, the, this whole section about the pass holder magnets kind of—it's ridiculous. It's so long. Tom spent like thirty hours. It goes to V <laughs> VI. Who needs VI when we're talking about magnets? I mean, they're pretty cool magnets. I mean, they might be unless you're sending me some. I don't really care. I mean, we don't really need to talk much about this. It's just well, you it, wrote like three hundred words about it. <laughs> you, I didn't write anything. I copy and paste. <laughs> So I no I I like that there that there's a lot of merch with the orange bird on and I'm I'm pretty psyched about that I think that's cool I like the magnets that they're doing for for uh, the flower and garden festival I'm gonna have to get some that's all I have to say about that I don't have anything else to say people if you I can guess- see this though it's so long well you know I put details in that we may or may not get to it doesn't always mean that I expect you guys to get to it I just like to have details so it's up to you guys if you want to look at them or not. somebody send me magnets. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess it's my only comment is... But you only get one magnet, though, right? Don't you have to, like... How does it all work? You show your card, and then you get a magnet? You, you walk they, like, up, check you scan your, your, your name off? You scan your magic band, and they have it in the system, and as long as they see that you have an annual pass, and you haven't picked up a magnet yet, they give you a magnet. Okay. Or, Pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's not like the uh, food and wine gift, where you have to go a certain amount of times, and then they give it to you. This is just something you can get anytime. Yeah, the, the food and wine gift. I, we did that on our last trip, and that was stressful because we got our coasters on the last night, and there was a huge lineup. <laughs> yeah, you got to be, you got to watch out because the, the the lines got kind of crazy for this too. So yeah, uh, but yeah, we don't have to talk about it much. I just thought you, it was you cool keep telling us we don't have to talk about it, which means we're talking about it. So spaceship Earth closure <laughs> starts May twenty sixth at Epcot. There we go. Let's, and now let's we're on talk the next about one. spaceship Earth. Then <laughs> can I say how much I hate that spaceship Earth is closing? Even though I know it has to. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that I would agree, yeah. but like, I, I mean, it has to. It does. It does, I, and I know that, and I know, like, we went on it last time, and it's weird. It's not, how, it's not like it's Ellen, and it's not coming back, Trevor. Right, but how but do you think you know, I it's felt? Going to be different. It's going to be very. But so what? Different. How do you think I felt about Ellen the last time we went? <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't wait, I there? Wait, like, you're going to be shocked when you walk back into Ellen and it's a roller coaster all of a sudden. And I think <laughs> I was there like the last week it was running or something, if I remember correctly. I feel like I was. I think you were. Yeah, I think you were. It was yeah. very disappointing. I'll never forget Ellen. Don't ever. I'll never, ever, ever. So anytime we talk about anything closing at Epcot, it's going to go back to Ellen. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but but I get what you're saying, though, Trevor, because in a sense, this version of the ride is dying in a whole new ride. It's almost like they're closing the ride forever. and It's kind of like the they're closing down Ellen and putting up some stupid roller coaster. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the new Spaceship Earth is going to be a roller coaster. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> I think I told somebody that one time that there was a roller coaster and it's, that Spaceship Earth was just a big, a dark roller coaster inside there, but... You know, just it is. Of, it's just an incredibly slow roller coaster. It's a very slow roller coaster. It is on tracks. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but here's your, to- I think your feeling on this is like everybody's feeling, right? Where it's like, I'm so sad this is closing, but it has to. <laughs> but, but you know what the nice part about this closing is, is, is that not like you're going to miss seeing the, the actual, like, you know what I mean? Like for pictures and stuff like that, like it's not going anywhere. 
right? Oh, you mean like the actual the actual building? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I, just uh, yeah, I got to wonder how much it because they've already walled off a lot of future world. Is this just going to further like they're just going to have do, more walls? <laughs> do, do you feel like that we're in this weird part of Disney transition? Right, I kind of feel that way. Like we're in this it weird is. part of like it a is. lot of stuff coming, going, changing, moving. And I think again, this this affects people that go infrequently more than it affects DVC members or people that go more frequently. Well, I I know like we had a ten year gap between trips, and it was a bit of shell shock the first time we went back after the 10 years, because again, you, you have a preconceived notion in your head of all the things that were there before. And then you get there and you know, some things are the same, but then some things are totally different. It's a very bizarre. So so that's an interesting question. You know, we'll have to ask this on the group. How long has the longest you've never been to Disney? See, I don't think it's ever been that long for me because I was, uh, no, it wasn't. I went at 13, then I went at 15, and then probably went before 25. Ooh, longest Disney gap. I like that for a question. Expect to see it. I think, I think mine was probably 99 to 2006 was probably the gap. Yeah, Seven bad. years? That's Yeah, that's yeah. a good gap. Okay, so for me, I went first time when I was 13, so I guess that's my biggest gap at 12 years. From birth to 13? Birth to 13. That's a pretty big gap. Yeah. My wife went until she was 18. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, the question yeah. is, is that actually a gap? Because I never went to start, start with. Is that just the start? Well, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, interesting twist right. to the question. Maybe there'll be mm-hmm. two questions. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm running out of questions. I only have so many questions in my head. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm starting to run thin. You're starting to run out of questions here? That's some yeah. really good ones I kind of want to recycle because the group got so much bigger, but I'm going to wait on that as well. Yeah, the group has grown pretty large pretty quickly. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, so back to Spaceship Earth. I, I'm, I'm sad it's closing. I, I I'm sad that we're going to lose, uh, lose Judy Dench. You know, I'm assuming they're not going to bring her back. Just a guess. Yeah, I think that would be weird if they did. Yeah, because I mean, every time they've re overhauled the ride, they've always brought in a new narrator, right? Yeah. But and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't line up with the pacing anyway. I mean, they it, they would have to, like you said, they have to record an entire new uh, new spiel for it because the ride is getting extended. That's that's true. So it's not like well, they can even reuse what she already did there. That's true. It, it should be it should be interesting to see who they choose as a narrator. I mean, I feel like they could go like some of the obvious routes, like a you know Morgan Freeman or something. That was the first thing that came to my head. I was like, Morgan Freeman could do that so easily. <laughs> I mean, I think he'd be a perfect voice for it, really. <laughs> he'd be a good voice for it. I, who was it before Judy Dench? Wasn't it Jeremy Irons? Yes, it was. I, yeah, I think it was, right? He, and he was, that was a good option too, uh, at the time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, like I said, here's the thing about this though. They're not re- completely tearing down the whole thing. They're, they are leaving some of the scenes we all know and love. They're just upgrading them, right? And then after a certain point, they're kind of starting from scratch. Uh, I'll definitely be interested to see what they do with the very top when you go around the top of, of it. Uh, you know, I, I've, I think I've said this before. I've always wanted to know what, what it looks like with the lights on in there because you can always like make out like, black figures in there and i just assume that they use it as like storage or something and it's just you can't see anything because it's dark well there was actually a uh i thought there was a space station scene up there 
Really? Was there? Because it just yeah. I, I don't remember that. I remember seeing something about it that there there used to be something off to the the right where it, it was like the International Space Station and they they blocked it all off. That's probably what you're seeing. Maybe. Yeah. Do you do you think they're going to keep the the pictures and like the I'm I'm assuming they're going to update the touchscreens to something new, right? But yeah. I wonder if they'll keep the pictures. Yeah, even like the whole the whole picture or the the photography thing needs to Needs an update because the last couple of times my head's been really deformed. <laughs> for the I don't fun. think my head's ever not been deformed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's sad. I, I'm I'm actually really excited to get to ride this one last time. I, we got to say our goodbyes to a lot of different rides uh, a couple trips ago. You know, where we we went on the backlot tour one more time before that closed. We got to go on the great movie ride before it closed. You know, we really and Universal Energy. So we kind of had a feeling those things were going to close and got to ride all those things. And we're lucky enough that we got to do it before they closed. I'm really psyched that I have this April trip now that I can ride this one more time in its current iteration uh, before it closes. So I, I'm excited about that, but I, I'm just, I'm sad. I, I'm sad. It's going to be Epcot that's not the same without spaceship earth you know but it's again it needs to happen uh we don't know when this how long this is going to take disney has not said there's a lot of speculation that it's going to be all the way until like the end of 2022 that it's going to be a several year overhaul uh and if you think about it it makes sense right it, it, they got to carry all that stuff up, uh, you know, up there and like it's got to be hard to do construction in that building right because they they have an elevator and they got to bring all those things up there and it's probably not the easiest thing to do construction on i would think but I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I already said my goodbyes, I guess on our last trip. <laughs> so, well, cause we all, we knew this has been happening for a while, right? Yeah. It's, we've known this for a long time. Yeah. And I, I told that to my wife and it was, it was, you're right. It, it was weird. Like, I guess what's worse knowing that the closure's coming or being oblivious to it and then just going back next time and finding that, that be, there's something new, right? That would be, that'd be awful. You think so? If you just didn't know, yeah. But but that, that kind of tr- plays back into what Damon was saying about people that go infrequently is, you know, you, you kind of go thinking about, oh, I remember this. And then you go and there's just something totally new that's replaced it. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's, and that's, that's definitely a challenge for people that visit infrequently, right? But I mean, it's a good thing though, too, when you go back and then it's brand new and it's a new thing, it's a new experience. And it's what keeps the parks fresh, right? And I mean, this current iteration has been there since what? Uh, I don't even know. I'd have to look it up. I think it's like mid, I think it's like 2005, 2006. Someone can correct me on that. But I think the, I think the time that I went in 2000, I think it was 2006 or seven, the, the new version of it, the, the version that currently exists had just pretty recently opened. I want to say 2006. I think that's what it was too. Yeah. So, I mean, you had 14 years to ride it. So let's, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's, it's been there for a while, but it's, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how they change it. Uh, I, you know, I just hope that it still smells like burning when you go by Rome. That's all I care about. They could, you know, take your time, make sure it's right, but hurry up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got to get it right. But see, that's the thing, though. I think most people would want them to take their time to make sure they get it right, because that is such an important part of the park that you just can't, you know, rush that thing and get it wrong like they did with a lot of people think that they got wrong with a journey into imagination. Right. I I still like the ride just because I like figment, but I know the majority of people hate it and prefer the old version. And they they screwed that one up pretty bad. Right. So (laughs) 
All right. Yeah. Any, anything else we want to say about Spaceship Earth or just say a fond goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> I like this next thing. Uh, the, the name of Epcot is changing, guys. Oh my goodness. He wrote again so much. To all capitals. Epcot. Yeah. Going to all capitals. Okay. We're <laughs> yeah, on, just, move on. I, I feel like there should be an exclamation point on the end of that. Yeah. Like you're shouting it at someone. Yeah. I, you guys don't find this funny that they're officially changing the name of Epcot to Epcot? <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, they're, they're actually using the acronym now, right? That's right. Yes. That, that is the truth. Yes. They're, they're changing it back to the acronym. Cause this is how it was. This is, it was Epcot Center. It was all caps, right? And that's, mm-hmm. and then it, eventually it went to, uh, it went to just Epcot with a capital E and then lowercase letters. And now it's going back to the original. I like it. It's, it's retro. They're going back to the way it used to be. I, I think that's a smart move. That's all I have to say about that. I just thought it was funny. Okay. Uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> What's that? Uh-huh. I guess. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess you guys didn't find it as funny as I did, but I mean, I don't know. It just it, it just seems, you know, it, it it seems like a weird thing for them to focus on, but I I also get why they did it because they kind of yeah. moved away from it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, what yeah. do you guys think about the the Cinderella Castle makeover that they? Did? I think what about like think it's been it? like beaten to death for the last four weeks. So we don't need to talk about it. That's what I feel like. I feel like this I don't think we talked about. Do we? Do we, we didn't talk about it on the podcast? We didn't talk about it, but it seems like it's been over and done. I, it's not too much of a change that it matters. I'll be honest. I'm disappointed. I wish it was. You want cake. the birthday cake though? I do. Like, I would take the what? birthday cake again. Or like a diamond castle, like something really cool, I, like reflective feel- mirrors. That would be dope i feel like that's a bit of a monkey's paw wish (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's a good reference (laughs) well you know right like it it sounds good on paper but i mean what sounds good the the cake birthday cake castle the birthday cake sounded great on paper and a lot of people hated it (laughs) yeah that's the problem though like it was different and again for people that go all the time different is cool this is not different and it's again the exclusivity of it is irrelevant because they're changing it in general, right? So again, for people that don't know, they're going to be changing. It's going to feature golden touches and more royal blue turrets per Tom's notes. But the problem that I have with it is, is that it's not special for a specific reason. It's just the new look where the birthday cake was cool because it was there and going away. And I think for something like this, especially for the anniversary, I think it should be something. Listen, if you want to do this, that's fine. But during the 50th anniversary, give me something. Give me a special, you know, topper or just something, you know, paint the the doors. I don't know. Do something that like is going to be there. So when you go look at that picture, listen, when you look at picture of the birthday cake, you know, when you were there. Yeah, that's true. Even if you didn't like it, you know. So I just wish they were doing something that was a little bit more exclusive for the anniversary. Even though I like this, I love Royal Blue and Gold. I think that's awesome. Very regal. I agree. But just I wish they'd give me something else as well. I do. I I do think it's funny. I've seen a lot of people that don't like the look at all. Right? People are. I there love are people Royal that are mad Blue. So no, people me. are mad about the pink. That's that's going on the second half of the top. Which, if you look at pictures of it, it's already pink on the second half of the top. All they're doing is making it a little more pink. It's more pronounced. That's all. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, it's already pink. 
Um, but no, I like it. I think it looks good. I get what you're saying though, Damon. You want something special. You want something like the year 2000 over the, uh, over spaceship earth, like they did for, you know, 19. Yeah. Just like I said, just something yeah. a little bit different would be nice so that people that go during the anniversary have a little special something. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be cool if they did that again for the, for the, uh, 40th anniversary of Epcot. That would be cool. But I doubt they're going to do it for the 40th. I don't no, know. No, because I think, again, that costs a lot of money, too, right? And as we talk about business, you know, doing something and then keeping it for a while is obviously a lot more financially responsible than doing something for a year, even yeah, though that, it's awesome. And, that's true. And like I said, I'd take the old birthday cake, bring it out, bring it back out. Wherever, bring out that Pepto-Bismol. Bring it out. Wherever <laughs> it was stored, if it wasn't destroyed, bring it out. I was going to say, you think they kept those pieces? No, but bring it out. <laughs> I think they burn them and, and watch them burn and, and glee. So I guess the only other thing to note is, so there may be some temporary construction equipment, but they're trying their best to make sure it remains uncovered and people can get their pictures, especially people that are not going to be back again for a few years. So, Well, I think that's another thing I saw a lot about. Some people didn't like the look and then other people were thinking uh, the same thing that happened to uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle was going to happen to uh to cinderella castle where it was completely and totally covered which it's a different scenario All what are you doing, doing with those painting? pictures what are people What's doing that? with those pictures unless you're one of those people that stays yeah. early or late and gets the pictures without the people in them like what are you doing with those pictures where there's eight million people behind you <laughs> i mean for real keeping them and displaying them in your house Okay. But I know what I was going to say is this is a, everyone was worried they were going to cover this up completely, but the, the situation at Disneyland was totally different. They were doing roof repairs and structural repairs to that castle. This is just painting. So they can, they can do painting without covering the whole castle up. Also, so, it's a much smaller castle that they can feasibly cover up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you cover Cinderella. I mean, you can't cover that thing. I mean, the entire thing you could see from far. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. It, yeah, there, there's a lot more logis- logistical issues with doing that. I I did like your idea of the mirror thing. Wouldn't that be Damon? awesome? Yeah. Except the the only problem is I actually think be blinding the, people. Well, I was about that. the uh, oh, catching things on fire. Yeah, solar death ray, right? Like yeah. that hotel yeah. in uh, in Las Vegas that actually burns people at certain times a day. Yeah. That's, you'd be taking down planes, you know, with, uh, with the, uh, just a super hot, uh, glare going into people's faces. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think it, you can make mirrors that don't have as much reflection if I, if I stand by science, right? Isn't that possible? I'm sure it or, is. Could or again, making sure that mirrors. they're not all focused on a single point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be bad. It'd be like an Indiana Jones thing where it like opens up a special temple. <laughs> if you go there a certain time of day. Although that would be cool if they could wouldn't that be cool like if it was time? the yeah and if it was the parade when the parade came around and Mickey was holding a special staff and then stomped it into the ground and it lit something up Indiana Jones style <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean yeah that would be really cool <laughs> I can't deny that that would be pretty cool that would, that would be awesome but I just you know I think this is important for everyone to understand that the ca- castle's not going to be covered your picture's not going to be ruined oh, you might have a that, crane that we know background. of now like again they're saying that they hope. Right. That not to say that there won't be construction equipment because right there will be construction equipment. So they'll do their best. So, we'll, but they're saying it's not going to be covered though. They said there'll be construction equipment, but the, there's well, no script. I mean, whether it's covered yeah, well, or you have a crane in it, does, are you putting that picture yeah. up regardless? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got plenty of pictures with scrims and cranes and it doesn't take away from the overall feeling I get from looking at that picture, I guess, but. 
that's just me. <laughs> that's true. I saw some people posting their wedding photos in front of the Pepto-Bismol birthday cake. That's fire. Saying, that's awesome. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> they didn't think so. Well, that's they ridiculous. thought it ruined their wedding. <laughs> well, they're ridiculous then because that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I would be proud to have that. I would definitely be proud to have those. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I'm getting tired already. Next so let's park. See. Let's. Oh, well, you know what? We we can we can skip the mini. We can just we don't need to talk about this. We can just say. Listen. You want to talk about the the ten lines you wrote about a bathroom? Are you sure you're okay with that? There's not ten lines. It's you know just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. No, you're right. It's only twelve lines. Thirteen <laughs> if I count the title, but that's okay. <laughs> Are you counting the link though too? You can't count the link. I'm Why not? Here. Because it's a link. <laughs> I, I, I didn't make the link. <laughs> All right, listen. Runaway Railway is going to have re-entry passes for the restroom if you wait too long for it, just like Flight of Passage did. Which, okay, just end, of, end of discussion. Yeah. I, I know you want to talk about B, probably. Why? Well, I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on this. So the new in-ride hack that unlocks special Chewy mode on it's Millennium Falcon. It's a hack. It's, a, it's an Easter egg. That's the first thing. Sure. I, I would agree <laughs> with Trevor on that. I'm just reading what Tom wrote, Trevor. You know, just don't shoot the messenger. Um, uh, yes, I would agree, would agree with you, I'm, though. I'm more mad at the people who wrote it as a hack. Because- well, the, the thing is, though, at the end of the day, like, it's only cool if you do the ride once with Hondo, I think. Like, you got to do it the right way first. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's kind of cool if you're riding it multiple times, but I think then, like I said, if you're going to ride it just once, you should go the regular way. But it's kind of cool. It has Chewbacca yelling at you and Wookiee instead of Hondo's verbal cues. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. And listen, no fans managed to crack the code. Somebody told them, right? That is just the way it is. It's just like the way with every Easter egg. Somebody from the company leaks it. It's You don't do that sort of stuff just randomly, and it works. Let's be honest. Yeah, I read the instructions. I'm like, how did someone just figure that out? No. Like, it's one thing if you're sitting at well, your house well, no, at a video it, game and just it, trying stuff. No, it's like, not even that because usually with video no. games, what ends up happening is, is that you have the source code that if you feel that you truly want to hack the game and start looking through source code to find this stuff, that's different than not having any access to any of the code and finding something. Yeah, ra- random button inputs never amount to people finding this stuff. I, I wish there was a mathematician that could tell us what the actual percentage would be of finding that out. And again, you have to have multiple people all doing different things. But but anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I think it's cool, but at the end of the day, you have to have a few people with you to make sure that they're all doing it. If you have randos, it's going to be very difficult to coordinate. I think you have to talk about it first, but... I mean, maybe I'll try it once. It was one of those things like in Universal on what is that roller coaster that allows you to pick a song? Gosh, please help me. It's the one that's like super tall too. Anyway, there's a roller coaster. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name. So there is, you know, same thing, Easter egg where you can pull other songs that aren't on the list. And we did that. That's pretty cool. But anyway. I I mean, I definitely think it helps with the rewritability, right? If if you want to do something. I don't know about that. I mean, if you wanted to do something, I, I wouldn't attempt it just because it seems too complicated for me. I feel like I'd screw it up and get mad about it. Well, if there's three people, it's definitely too complicated. If you have five or six and you talk about it prior, then it's not so bad. Yeah. It's, as long as everybody knows what they're doing, it's, you know, everyone holds a direction or holds a button and then pushes their start button and that's it. But yeah, everybody has to be on the same page. I, I think it's good because, you know, like you said, Tom, it, it adds to the rewrite ability of it, but it also is, you know, it's that fan service for, you know, 
those diehard fans of, of Star Wars that, you know, they want Chewie as their co-pilot. I, I appreciate the fact that they took the time to do this because they didn't have to. And, um, yeah, I, I think the only way that I will consider doing this is, we're going to moonlight magic and just because of the fact that it's moonlight magic and there will be enough other DVC people there that I could probably convince a pe- group of people to do this. That's probably going to be, be the only time that I actually get to attempt this. Yeah. See, and I don't have a problem with this cause I have five people in my family. We can pull this off. Yeah, see, I have myself and my son and then, you know, we're, we very rarely travel with other people. So I'm, I'm always stuck with the random people. Tom wants yeah, to talk about this just... next one though, really bad, don't you, Tom? It's eating you up, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why is it eating <laughs> me up? No. <laughs> I thought I'd be eating you up. I thought you would why? be psyched about it. No? You don't care? I'm not like a character picture sort of person because what am I doing with them? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I think a lot of people want, want this though. I mean, no, no, I think it's me, a okay. cool experience. So it's the Mandalorian character meet and greet. Is there, is there baby Yoda? That's the question. That's I, really the I, big question. I think unless there's an animatronic baby Yoda that you could take a picture with, I don't think anyone, well, I think some people will care about taking a picture with the Mandalorian, but yeah, I feel Mandalorian's like it's pretty cool. We need both, yeah. right? Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get a Yoda, to be honest with you. You don't think so? I don't think so. Too many people will want to touch it. Oh yeah. There's, there's that. For sure. Well, it just feels like too short of a time period. I feel like they, you know, they, unless they've been working on it for quite a while. And we, we don't even know where this is going to show up or when this is going to show up. This was just a Lucasfilm person just kind of off the cuff said something about doing this. Um, but, and they said they're working on it. I mean, it, it, like I said, it will be cool. I definitely would be interested in going again. I don't know what I'm doing with the pictures, but you know, as my character, as my characters, as my kids get older, they, the characters become less important. And I've noticed that I've had more time in the parks outside of the characters. And I know this, and I know there's adults that like it in their character pictures as well, especially with the more obscure characters. I, I just don't know what you do with them. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I guess, I guess you could frame them and put them on the wall, but you know, I got to put pictures of my kids up. Like I can't have the Mandalorian like in the living room. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I, I think most of uh- the most I show off my pictures is on my phone to people at work when I'm but explaining to them why they should go. Ju- yeah. Or just, or just oh, yeah, the trip. I, uh, well, it's usually part of the larger trip photos, but like on, on our last trip, I showed, I was showing off pictures we got at the Christmas party because again, you know, unique and rare characters. And outside of that though, yeah, I, it's not like I have a, a frame in my house with a bunch of them or anything. So. Yeah, just not, I mean, it's cool, but just not, I just don't know what I do with it after. And I think that's as the kids have gotten older, like there's less and less of that. Like, so we'll stop by, like we stopped by Snow White because it was just funny the first time that we went to Disney and the way Snow White interacted with my oldest son, like, gosh, he was probably two or three, four, maybe. And like, we used to tease him all the time about Snow White. So like, we'll go back to Snow White because that's funny. Right. But outside Mm -hmm. of that. My daughter will wait for some of the princesses, but even at nine, because we go all the time, and listen, we don't go as much as some people, but because we go so often, it's not a big deal anymore. You miss a princess, we miss a princess. If we have time, we have time. We try to get at least one picture with, you know, Mickey Mouse and maybe Donald Duck just to say we did it. But again, like, I don't know what I'm doing with any of those pictures. The pictures that I take out and keep, at least from this last trip, 
were the ones in front of like the Christmas trees and stuff like that. Those I definitely did keep, you know, and I kind of keep those as some of the pictures that I would show or use or, you know, frame or whatever the case may be. That's fair. So for me, it's not even really about the picture, I guess. It's I, I, we should have Tom. Can you have a button that's like tangent alert and like you just boop 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 boop? Put that in there. That I can just start awful. playing a sound effect. Yeah, that's you know tangent that. tangent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to make something for reckless speculation. I do, I just don't want to turn this into like a morning like radio show like a zoo like. But, know, but it's funny because effect. I listen to morning radio now. Like I enjoy it. Yeah, so, I mean, so I, think, I think it would be kind of funny and would fit. So we have to ask really that fun. question then. So again, I guess we stick a quick before we let Tom talk. We'll stick a quick in here. Like if you are interested in uh, hearing Tom go all out one episode with the sound effects. <laughs> Let us know. I'll get a soundboard together. I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. Um, <laughs> what I was going to, what I was going to say is the part of it is about the experience. So I don't care about the picture I got with BB eight or the picture I got with star Lord and baby Groot. They were just cool stories. Uh, the baby Groot animatronic was super cool and really neat to just interact with and, and be there. Like, I didn't even care about, like, get out of my face, Star Lord. I don't need you there. Like, I, baby Groot was cool. And, and same thing with BB-8. BB-8 was super fun and, and neat. And I don't ever look at those pictures, but I have those memories. And, and that was cool. And, and I wouldn't necessarily go and pull out a baby Yoda picture all the time and be like, Oh, look at me with baby Yoda. Although that would be a thing on social media. You know, like everyone would post their picture on the Disney groups with baby Yoda. But then again, but- once they do that, then it becomes irrelevant. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying though. I want my experience with Baby Yoda. I want Baby Yoda to point at me and be cute and make sounds. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's all I happen. care about. That's, I don't need to have a picture of that. Yeah, but that would never happen. Like I just don't think so. I mean, listen, hopefully they prove me wrong, but I just think the animatronic would be, it's either going to be done so well that you're right. It would be so expensive or it's not going to be done that well. And then it's like, I don't want it, but I guess they could do it. I mean, the, the, the Groot one was pretty cool. I don't, I haven't never done that. So yeah, uh, the never, baby Groot I've one never cool. gone, gone to baby Groot. We've seen BB eight as well. And yeah, I, I liked BB eight, but I, I just think baby Yoda is different. Like baby Yoda, it, it, really is, have, it is CGI, like, right? It's baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh no, it's puppet. It's actual puppet. It's actual yeah. puppet, huh? Yeah. For most of it. I think they have to CGI some of it, but I, I think it's a physical puppet for most of it. So yeah, that's, that's so tough to do though, right? Cause it's a puppet that actually make it well, look real. A puppet that lasts for a long time versus a puppet that doesn't, you know, there, there's usually puppets that last a short amount of time. Like it's funny seeing the dark crystal stuff. It's like a lot of it's in tatters. Now listen, that's a long time ago, but they're, they're very complex and I just don't think they could pull it off like that. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can latex up a baby Yoda, but what if he didn't I mean, move? They know Would you want it if he didn't move? Yeah, no, that, he's got to move. He has to move. Yeah, that's the problem is that, you know, it's, it's a, it would be a small animatronic. It would have to be able to withstand, you know, people potentially interacting with it. Well, what if and it then, was, so what if it just stood up? Like, so what if it was just on the ground next to the Mandalorian and like kind of moved a little bit? Is that acceptable or no? Because it's like, if it just like moved its eye, like if it just blinked its eyes and moved its hands, would you be okay with that? I think I would. I think that's enough. Until somebody's kid comes along and kicks it or. Well, that's the problem that I've seen lately too, is there's a lot of people like behind trellises and standing on fences. And, you know, I I just don't think it would last all that long. Wasn't there though, but didn't, isn't Mattel making a baby Yoda? 
Is it Mattel? Hasbro? Which one was it? There's like a thousand Baby Yodas coming out. Of I, I can't keep track of it anymore. But there's one really <laughs> good one that's in... There's like an animatronic one. I know yeah. the one you're talking about that like moves and talks. I think it's Hasbro. But it's not... Horrible, like remember. you could do pre-orders now for it, but there's, it's not even shipping until like December. Ah, uh, see, I can, that's the sort of thing that I have a little bit of, a little bit of in with. So could you bring that with you and then meet the Mandalorian? Hmm. That's, that's an idea. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. You're, you're, at, you're, I, I, at, you're at bag check. Uh, sir, what's in the bag? Uh, baby Yoda. Um, <laughs> no, really, what's in the bag? No, it's a baby Yoda. You, no, really, it's, you just, it's, it's the child. It's what? The child, yes. <laughs> you have a child in your bag, sir? <laughs> <laughs> please stop over Excuse me. Yeah, move over to this line, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've randomly selected you for additional screenings. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think they could pull it off just because they have animatronics that, you know, are durable and last a long time. They just have to make sure people didn't touch it a lot, right? And it wouldn't need much movement. You just want it so, a little so hand where does, where, where, where does it go? Does, blink. Where does it go then so that people don't touch it? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're asking a lot of people without barriers. Well, you, or you know what you could do though? So think about this though. So the Mandalorian, so let's just say it's hovering above the Mandalorian. So it's in like one like of floating. the like in the little basket in the, in the basket, but like high up level. So he's peering down at you. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, if, they, if they had it out of arm's reach, but then again, that that becomes difficult to make a. Now then, you stand off. under it. Yeah, or to the side of it, maybe. I don't know. But but listen, nobody was touching Baby Groot. Nobody's touching BB. But, I mean, but is sure Baby somebody Groot did, out but, all the time? Oh yeah, Baby Groot was just out. You could, I mean, you could walk up to him and touch him if you wanted to. I've seen people try to touch BB-8 all the time. I I mean, I haven't seen anybody, but <laughs> I wouldn't try to touch BB-8. But I, I'm sure somebody did, but I mean, it still works, right? I feel like BB-8's a little different, though. No, you're not wrong. Everybody has a little bit of a rough and tumble to them, right? too. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, it's, if they if they got anything, any scratches on it, it just kind of fits in with BB-8. Exactly, BB-8's you got blasted. Aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And everybody's going to want to hug, you know, Baby Yoda. So, That's I mean, true. I'm sure they could figure out some sort of barrier of some sort. <laughs> Force like Yeah, the child behind glass. <laughs> Please do not touch the child. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But again, all the, all the animatronic really needs to do is blink its eyes and move its hand at you a little bit. Yeah, That's like, it. And move its mouth, it, you know. It That's it. talk, yeah. He makes little sounds and his mouth That's opens, it. so, you know. True, true. I th- I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm going on the record right now and saying it's going to happen. So, all right. I, I, Stay I'm, tuned for predictions. Yes. <laughs> all right, fellas, I'm out on this one. I I can't even Tiffin's talks. I can't do it. My shoulder's starting to hurt a little bit, so I'm going to go. But I'm surprised that Tom put in this Jungle Cruise Adventure board game coming to shelves. That's funny okay. to me. So, uh, well, I, well, because I put something about a board game in here. Yeah, I just find that funny. I, I what about all the other I'm board games? I'm psyched for a Jungle Cruise board game. It does look kind of cool. It right? is kind of random, though. It is very it's, random, but... <laughs> it's random, yes. But I thought I was trying to appeal to my audience of you two, because I thought you two would enjoy the... I have the, vi- the Villainous board game. I haven't played it yet, though. Got it for Christmas. I have it, too, actually, and I have not played it either. But this one looks like it's a little bit easier. I have Haunted Mansion Clue, and I haven't touched it in years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just thought it was cool that they were making a board game out of the Jungle Cruise. That's all. I, I wanted to share that news with you two, who I thought would be interested. No, no, I agree. <laughs> and I'm glad we talked about it now, because you guys are going to nerd out about these Tiffin's talks, and I have no interest in that at all. So <laughs> That's fair. You want to talk about the Space 220 reason why they're getting delayed? Nope. The rumor that I saw? No, I don't really care about that either. 
I think it's pretty funny. Because the thing is, is, that, is okay? that I'm going to beat it by the time I'm there, it's going to be open. So I don't care. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And you don't, you also don't know if you care about that restaurant yet or not. Yeah. I don't know. So. I don't know. I, I feel Tom is more concerned about the space. Yeah, I think he is too. I'm very concerned because this is very close to your trip. This is getting, it's cutting it really close guys. It really is. I'm getting a little weird, like worried about it, but, but yeah, anything else you want to say about the jungle cruise board game? Because no. I, I'm, I'm psyched about it. I, no, I mean, I'm I definitely going to play it. I mean, that's for sure. And, and Ravensburger does really good games. So, I mean, uh, are they going to have a section where you can throw water on it and the boat sinks? You never know. <laughs> Maybe now they will. Gonna add that in. Ooh, uh, an expansion pack. Card. Yeah, you pull up a card and it says your boat sank. That's true. <laughs> like the old Oregon Trail, you know, when you're you're going across the river and you lose a bunch of supplies. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to in my head guess how long you guys are actually going to talk about this. Uh, I don't talk. think that long actually. I I, yeah. This is the. Well, I'm gonna because I'm gonna go because before it even starts. So everybody, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All right. I'll talk All to right. you guys later. Thanks, Damon. Right. Thanks, Damon. <laughs> so, so the reason I put this on here is a bunch of people shared this to our Facebook page. Uh, and what this is, it's a, an, I didn't even realize that I'm going to be at Animal Kingdom on Earth Day, which is pretty cool. They're going to do a bunch of Earth Day things there. But one of the things they're doing is a so-called Tiffin's Talks, uh, a dining experience with Joe Rody, which, if you listen to the last episode of this show, my Disney was bucket, bucket list, list was, yeah. <laughs> was dinner with Joe Rody. So, it's a lot of people posted this on this on our page, which I appreciate. Thank you for messaging this to us when this came out. This was uh, really interesting. Now I will say my, you know, my bucket list piece is not necessarily to go to like his TED talk. I want to like have dinner with him one on one. So you know, it, 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 this is a little different. He's going to talk to a larger group. I don't know if I'm down for that or not. I, I kind of would want to like have a conversation with him as opposed to him just telling me about his travels and stuff. But nonetheless, this is very cool. Well, do, do you think, I, I know what you're saying is, yeah, it's, you know, being there as part of a larger group means you don't get that interactivity. But do you think that this lends itself to maybe there's a chance? <laughs> maybe there's a chance that I'll have like a one-on-one with him. Yeah. You know, you catch him on his way back from the bathroom or something like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking to myself, cause I, he's known to wander around the park. So I'm just mm-hmm. hoping to run into him just somewhere randomly. Uh, I might even like start, you know, searching Twitter and stuff for, for Joe Rody sightings. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, I, I, I wouldn't, even if I saw him out in the park, I'm not the type of person to just go up to somebody and be like, Hey, you're a famous guy. Can I talk to you? Like, I, I'm not good at that at all. So I, I, I probably wouldn't do that, but I, so from just for those that want to know from April 20, 18th to 22nd, uh, Animal Kingdom is going to host a special event, uh, you know, a bunch of special events, uh, you know, around Earth Day and uh, they're going to do this. TED Talk, TED Talk. I, what did I call it? TED Talk. It's We're going to do this. Um, Tiffin's, Tiffin's talk. talk. This, this is <laughs> double T words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're going to do this Tiffin's talk with, with Joe Rody and he's going to, and you know, if, for those that don't know, he's the guy that basically created Animal Kingdom. Uh, and, and basically he's going to do, uh, there's a four course meal, uh, which is also not really my jam either. So that's a little part of the reason why I'm not like, I'm not exactly the most adventurous eater and Tiffin's feels a little, beyond my eating uh, uh preferences so i don't know and then a four course meal and just uh, i don't know i'm feeling very like weird about this one um but he's going to talk about his research trips and personal exhibitions and his life dedicated to exploration uh I, again I, I think this is cool i just 
First of all, I don't want to pay how, how much it costs. <laughs> that's yeah, $200 per person is... That's a little, I mean, it feels a little steep. It's a little steep a little. for, for a lunch. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's a four course meal. So it's a nice lunch, but you know, I, I, I guess what I'm hearing is you would rather run into Joe at flame tree and, you know, be having some of that pulled pork poutine. <laughs> that's what I'd rather do. Yes. And just, very much you know, so. have a conversation. Maybe that's a, that's a, an experience they need to offer is, you know, go and sit down on the, you know, in the, in the area around flame tree there. And, you know, Joe just shows up and sits down and has a conversation with you at a table for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes or whatever. I'd probably pay $200 for that. Yeah. <laughs> like I would much, I would pay $200 for a private dinner with him. That I would do that in a heartbeat. That, that would be fine. Like this to me is like, I'm going to a, a lecture that he's doing in, in like a, in a classroom somewhere. Right. And then I also get a four crisp meal of stuff. I probably don't want to eat. Well, so you know what I mean? Okay. So, now, so if, here's, here's my advice to you then is get on Twitter and message him and say, Hey, I'll meet you at flame tree and I'll buy you lunch. And see if he shows up. <laughs> I mean, you never know. it's not a terrible idea. You know, weird things happen in the internet sometimes. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm being serious. Like you, you don't know how these things happen. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a, one of my favorite Joe Rody things is there, there's a, I think this is confirmed. I think he said he did this, that when he pitched the idea for Animal Kingdom that ex- Disney executives thought it was a bad idea, they thought that zoos were boring and they didn't want to have a zoo and that kids didn't like zoos and not, and that zoos what? were not exciting. Was it? What? Who, who is this executive that okay. I, so apparently <laughs> the executives said that and then Joe responded by setting up a meeting and then showing up. I believe it was with a live tiger on a leash. It brought it into the boardroom. <laughs> and I, I think this is true. I don't think this is one of those urban legend things. I think this actually happened where he brought a live tiger into the boardroom and everybody in the room was so taken aback and so fascinated and freaked out that they decided at that point that they were going to move forward with the park. <laughs> so he, he proved his point. <laughs> exactly. He proved his point. It's very exciting to see live animals up close. Right. So, um, it, but that's just such a, I mean, that's such a cool thing to do. I mean, like that move is either going to get you promoted or fired. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. What what are you doing showing up with a live tiger yeah. to a meeting? Like what's wrong with you? Like, you know, or hey, this is great. We're going to do this thing. So, I just think that's a really cool thing to do and and really uh, amazing and and you know, I I th- I've said this many times. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. I think it's the best themed park that Disney has built. Uh and you know, that's not talking about Disney Sea and all those places because I haven't been there, but as far as Disney World goes, I think that's the best. Uh I I love the theming there. I think it's incredibly detailed and uh you know, really really feel transported to those different places in, in animal kingdom. I, I love that park. So I'm a little torn on this because part of me does want to do it. If they would guarantee like a, you'll get to hand, have a handshake with him and you know, maybe a, a quick chat with him or something like that. Then eh, maybe think about it a little bit more, but I, I don't want to do a thing where he just talks and nobody asks questions and he just walks away. And then I'm eating a four course dinner that I, you know, maybe don't want or forecast lunch, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's the thing you got to remember is that, you know, if this is a thing at Tiffin's is it's, it's not a huge audience, but like you said, it's a large audience. So there's no way you're going to get that one-on-one time, but this is where you need, you need to, you know, taking from the story of how he 
behaved there is, you know, you need to take it the same way as if, if you want to actually meet Joe, I think you should hit him up on social media or try to get his attention and just be like, you know, Hey dude, I'm hanging out in Asia, you know, come on over. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to message him. That's uh, that's it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I will laugh so hard if I see you post a picture with him at some point during your trip. Like I will, well, I'll just be like, I told you so. <laughs> Here's the other problem with this though, by the way, is this would be a thing where I'm taking myself away from the rest of my party for two hours. And yeah. I, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to take my, you know, I'm, I'm there with family. I, you know, my, 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 my wife's whole, pretty much whole family is going to be there with us. And I don't want to just be like, Hey guys, uh, you go do your thing. I'm going to go, uh, do a paid event for two hours without any of you. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to be like, Hey, do you want to pay $200 for this thing that you probably don't care about? You know, that's just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I'm kind of, if it were just me by myself going to the park and no one else, I'd probably do it. Yeah, that, I probably that, would. That's what I was going to ask is if, if it was you by yourself, yeah, could you justify it? Yeah, I would, I think I'd do it if it was just me by myself. I, I, I think I don't want to peel myself off from my party while they go and do other things so I can do this one thing that I'm interested in. I, I just don't like when, when it was just my wife and I before my daughter came and we on our last trip before we, we had my daughter, uh, I really badly wanted to do the behind the steam, tra- steam trains tour, right? And my wife was not interested at all. Just not interested. Mm-hmm. But instead of just saying, Hey, I'm going to go do this tour with, without you and you can sit in the hotel and wait for me. I booked her a spa package. So while she, while I was doing the train tour, she was getting her nails done, yeah. which is perfect, right? Can't really do that when there's like seven people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I mean, we, we do that on our trips all the time is, you know, my, my wife can't do certain rides and she knows she, she doesn't sit there and wait for us. She goes off and she does her own thing because. Yeah. You know, she has her own interests and I think it would be the same thing as if, if there was something that I really wanted to do and it was a, a paid event or something like that, she would say, you know, fine, go do your event. I don't want to do it. And you, she can find ways to entertain herself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that. Yeah. I get that. It makes total sense. I also don't really like want to just like, I want to ask Joe Rody questions. Like, I don't want to just hear like him talk about his travels and stuff like that. I want to like, I want to ask him lots of questions. I want to be like, so... Like, when are you going to fix the Yeti? Uh, where did you get all these earrings I, from? Like, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead in with the Yeti question, probably. I, I know. It might be a sore spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a sore spot. Cause I didn't he post on Twitter like a year or two ago. Like, he, like, he wants to fix it, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, but I think he said something like the last thing I do before I die is going to fix that damn Yeti or something like that. Yeah. It was, he was really annoyed by the whole thing, but you're right. I, I wouldn't start with the Yeti. And I also don't really want to ask him about the earrings because i'm sure that's like the first thing he gets every time right well okay how can you not like i'm sure every person that that meets him they focus like you you can't not focus on those earrings that he has (laughs) that's true that's true i you know what i want to ask him in the imagineering series he he they interviewed him and they asked him have you like ever been assigned something you didn't want to work on 
And he said, yeah, Pandora. <laughs> so, hmm. and, and he said at first he didn't want to do it. And that once he figured out like how it was all going to work and got in the creative process, then he was like in love with it. But he said at first he didn't want to do it. I would want to find out like what other things didn't you want to do that you ended up doing? And, and, you know, what are your favorite things that you worked on? And, you know, what are some things that didn't make it into the project that you wish did make it into the project? You know, that kind of stuff I, I think would be really interesting to, to find out. And, you know, of course, so the earrings thing would be interesting too. I kind of want to know. <laughs> so, but anyway, we we can move off of this. But I, I appreciate everybody for posting that that listened to the last episode and, and knew that that was a thing that I wanted to do. I, I just don't just don't know if this is the time it, uh, the trip for this. It's and, it's uh, sad because th- this is this is one of those perfectly. perfect storm things for you. I but I know. Yeah, I get it. That you know, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna derail a family trip for this one thing. That's exactly right. As much as it, uh, I don't know. I'm so torn on this thing because I, I so kind of want to do it and I kind of don't. I just, I, I don't know what to do about it. I'm sure it's probably sold out already, by the way. I, I haven't looked, but I bet you it's sold out already. Mm. Um, but you know, who knows? Yeah. So anyway. Um, all right. So can we circle back to the space 220 thing before we wrap up? Yeah, that's the, the last thing I have on my list here is a rumor. So I don't know. We haven't done rumors a lot lately. In fact, we've, we've really kind of backed away from rumors, right? But I wouldn't say we've backed that, away. It's just there hasn't been a lot to really There hasn't been talk rumors. I think yet. Disney's been clamping down on the leaks, you know? Yeah. Well, well except and I think the they, Jungle they, Cruise it, boat. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Ah. With the joke of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, well, no, I, I, I think they've adopted the strategy is, is like as soon as something like something's rumored then they that's true they just go and announce it so it just ruins the rumor right so that seems to be what they've been doing lately and then all these sites don't do rumors anymore so yeah i mean it, it keeps the speculation down right yeah yeah exactly but so here's I, the, I find this rumor funny kind of well i, I was gonna ask i mean so we we know that they're talking about pushing it back to april 6th for construction delays i don't know what exactly that means, but. Oh, well, there's, there's details in letter C there. <laughs> That's well, the part that I find funny. The, de- the delays due to a large pane of glass getting broken during construction need to be specially ordered. Okay. Um, and then taking eight weeks. And then once the glass arrives, they have to take the roof off to put it in. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> this is why I think it's kind of funny, but not. Uh, it's just like they have to, they built all this stuff, but then they broke a piece of glass and then it, they had to special order it. And now they have to disassemble the thing they just built in order to get it in there. Well, this is the haunted mansion. It's the same problem that the haunted mansion has, right? Where there's a massive piece of glass. And if that glass ever breaks, you have to take apart a large section of the building in order to get it out. I never thought about that, but yeah, that's totally that, true, right? That's why, or I, again, you need to go to Disneyland and I'll keep saying this to the both of you, but, um, when It'll you're, happen. when you're going through the ballroom scene in Disneyland on the far left hand side, there is a spider web with a spider. And, um, you would think it kind of looks like, you know, it's supposed to be like, kind of like a cobweb or something, but what it actually is, is that, I can't remember. It was either in the seventies or the eighties. Somebody actually shot the glass. Like, with I, like a gun. I don't know if it was with a actual gun or with a BB gun or something like that, but somebody punched a hole into the glass. So there was like a spider web hole in the glass. And, you know, Disney looked at it and went, well, we can't, we're not going to replace this entire sh- sheet of glass for this one hole. So they just 
popped a spider on there to make it look like it was part of the scene. But there is kind of smart. Yeah. I, and, and I, I, the last time we went, I was aware of that and I looked for it. I was like, Oh yeah, there's, there's the spider web or, you know, the break in the glass. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it sucks that they make these elaborate things where, yeah, you know, breaking a pane of glass requires eight weeks in order to, <laughs> to fix it. Or, or the Yeti ripping itself out of its own, uh, uh, you know, footings, uh, having the, they have to, that I've heard that in order to fix it, the reason that they can't fix it is because they'd have to take the mountain apart. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> so, whole mountain has to come out and they have to pull the Yeti out and then re-pour the concrete and put it back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, which is a nightmare. That's, you know, mm. several years closed. Yeah. So, so I, I get why they haven't fixed the Yeti yet, but I just, I think this is, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Just the idea of one piece of pane of glass getting broken and it's custom and it has to be, it takes two months to get a new one and they have to disassemble the restaurant in order to get it back in there. But I am getting scared. I'm getting scared. Yeah. So, so here's the question for you. If, if this turns out to take longer than they planned, are you like, is this really ingrained in your plans or are you still kind of keeping it loose? I'll tell you this. I have an open night in my plans that is specifically for Space 220. So I have a, I just have a night that I have no dining reservations that I'm just waiting for dining reservations to open up and, and it will be booked for that night. So if it doesn't happen, we'll just find something else, but I will be very disappointed if it doesn't. I would like okay. to go there. Yeah. That, that's fair. I, I, I totally get that, but, uh, but I do have a night scheduled for it where it's just an empty night that I know that we're going to be at Epcot that day. So I scheduled it knowing we were going to be at Epcot and, and hope, hoping that it would be open by then. But I mean, if it gets pushed back to April 6th, I'm still okay. I'm still good. Yeah. And, and, and it might not be the worst thing in the world. I'll, I'll get to be one of the first guests there, which will be really cool. I, I like the idea of getting to be one of the very first in, in anything. Right. And, so I think that's pretty cool. And, and I but, guess the, the other question too is, you, you know, obviously because it is pushing it out now, getting reservations is going to be harder. You're going to have to be quick on it. Are you going to settle with if you end up like with a 9 p.m. reservation or <laughs> no? Cause the kid, but right. I, I, I will I, don't underestimate how ridiculous I am with stalking that app. <laughs> oh no, I, I will sit at work all day on conference calls and just refresh, refresh, refresh. I'll also do touring plans, the, the alerts that they do too. Um, uh, that's something, but you're right. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be curious to see how, how this plays out for you because yeah, that, I think we all thought this was going to be open about a month ago. Well, they so, said this winter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think initially was supposed to open in December, wasn't it? Yeah. They, I think they, that was they, the initial They date. kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. I actually, I had like a, a, you know, a far outside hope in my head that maybe it would have been open when we were there in November. Oh yeah, that's right. We were, we were speculating that we were hoping maybe they'd have a soft opening, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, now here we are at March pushing into April so, yeah. <laughs> and you would think if it was opening in March, they would have said something already. Well, but you know, I, I think like you, like you were saying about leaks and everything is, you know, I, I think Disney is less and less pre-announcing things or saying, you know, Hey, this is coming this day and instead just throwing it out there because there's obviously a fair amount of people like yourself that are stalking their apps and stalking their website that jump on these things immediately regardless, but then also giving people more leeway or giving them more lead time on it means they have more time to prepare and thereby kind of game the system, I guess is what you would call it. 
Well, it's, so. I think it's, I think it's also partially the same reason why they didn't announce fast passes for Mickey and Minis. I said this before that I don't think that they were confident that, that it, that it could open on time. You know? Yeah. yeah they want, and I think they it's the same thing with space 220. Yeah. They, they don't want to commit to it until they're like 110% sure that, you know, that, cause I, I get that too is, you know, if they opened it up for reservations and then suddenly had to say, Oh, sorry, you know, two more months. Bunch of cancel cancel reservations is a nightmare. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. A lot of a lot of upset people phoning in, and yeah, they don't want that. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely don't want that. So I that's yeah, I I understand why they haven't opened it yet if they're not confident of when the opening date is. And you know the other problem was too they didn't have a chef for a while too, so they could still be working on the menu. I mean that's another thing too because usually these menus get done months ahead of time. I mean with Galaxy's Edge, we remember how early we saw food. We saw food yeah. like six months before the park opened. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, we we still don't know what's on the menu at Space Two Twenty. Nothing. We we know nothing. So I. I'm frustrated with it because I really just want to have this on my calendar and not have to worry about it anymore and just know that I'm going to get to eat there. But <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to do uh, uh, Topolino's. Uh, I'm going to do the character breakfast at Topolino's on our second day, which I'm psyched about. I've heard from several different people I, and our friend Chad said this, too, that it was the best character dining I think he's done at Disney. So I'm excited to check that out. Wow. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'm excited to check out Riviera, but the plan is we're going to go to Hollywood Studios, get our boarding group, hop on the Skyliner and go have breakfast and then come back. That's kind of what the plan is, right? That's a solid so, plan. I would, I think it's a good yeah. plan, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you know, go get our boarding group, literally leave immediately from the park and just go. Although I think our reservation is for nine o'clock or nine thirty. So we might hang around for Hollywood Studios, you know, for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You got lots of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Assuming they're still opening at eight, but they might be nine a.m. openings by the time they get to by the time we get there. So I, I don't know, but um, but yeah, so that's our plan. So we'll we'll have to see. But I'll be I'll be bummed if this isn't open. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I, I'll be bummed. This is something I was really looking forward to. So uh, yeah, I I get that. We're I mean, this is going to be a headliner for us in our October trip. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I, I hope we're not having the same conversation about my October trip that it's still not open. That, that would be a really bad delay. That would yeah. be like one of the worst delays they've had. I mean, Pandora was delayed for like years, but I, th- this would be a pretty bad for, delay. For a restaurant. For a restaurant. That's, yeah, yeah. It's a restaurant. It's not like, uh, you know, a land, a, 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 gosh, a unique uh, land. I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for here. Uh, unprecedented land, you know, say, you know, right. <laughs> it's just a restaurant that takes you to space. Pretend no big, space. No big deal. Yeah. 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 No, no, no big deal. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's, right. let's, let's end this thing. Okay. Uh, so email address. We are at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. We, we like getting questions from you guys there. Um, of course, outside of that, we, uh, we find that, you know, you guys are a lot more talkative to us on Facebook at this point. So you can find us on Facebook as uh, welcome home podcast. I uh, joined the Facebook group as well. It's the welcome home Disney waitlist is what it's called. Uh, we got a lot of cool people in there, a lot of interesting discussions and just, uh, you know, generally a good place to hang out. I, I like it. I hope you guys like it too. <laughs> um, uh, also I like if, it because it's drama free. We got yeah. no, we got no problems with this group yet. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, everyone's, everyone's really cool there. We, uh, we like hearing from you guys. We like, uh, I think we just like have, having generally a positive thing that we can all be a part of. 
Um, for other platforms that we're on, if you have Twitter, Instagram, you can follow us at Welcome Home Pod or Welcome Home Picks. Those mirror our Facebook feed, so you can get uh, you can get our posts and updates on there. Uh, you can check out our website, which is welcomehomepodcast.com. We, uh, we've updated it a little bit. You can actually find the episodes on there now. And, uh, you can also find the store from there, I believe. Uh, so if you do want some merch, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com, you know, pick up a, a shirt, pick up a mug. Uh, magnets are nice too. Actually, I have the magnets. I, I like them. And as usual, if you guys, uh, are, are finding us on iTunes or Spotify or any of those platforms. We like getting reviews from you. And, uh, <laughs> somebody posted that, uh, Damon was the best, I believe, or is uh, that... no, he said, Damon is right about everything. Damon, that's right. Yeah. Damon is right about everything. I, I, I got a good laugh out of that one. Cause uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it's somehow Damon just posting reviews for himself, but I think the well, last two reviews have been like, Damon's the greatest thing of all time. So, you know, Damon's coming up with all these fake names and <laughs> posting reviews, propping himself up. We know, we know what's going on. We know what's happening. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he's, he left early, so he's not here to defend yeah, himself. That's right. He's going to create some more fake profiles so he can make more fake reviews praising himself. <laughs> no, seriously though, we d- don't, don't let that, you know, prevent you from leaving reviews, you know? <laughs> no, those are real reviews. I'm yeah. just kidding. So yeah, please leave us reviews. Yeah. All, all those fake people are probably looking at us now going, Hey, <laughs> Well, what, one of the, the person that posted that Damon's right about everything, I, I put it on Facebook and he, he did say that was me. So, so he, we did find out who that was. <laughs> Maybe it was just Damon saying it was him. Yeah, it could have been, could have been a fake pro- profile, Facebook profile. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, well, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Uh, look for the one that says DVC and Disney. That's, that's us. Uh, and you know, try out some different apps if you want to listen to us in different ways. That's why we're available in so many places. Uh, of course, go ahead, Trevor. Are you going to say something? <laughs> Uh, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just a reminder to our listeners: Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt, by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all things we say on this show are our own. Our opinions are our own. Our made up things that we say are possible rumors, reckless speculation. All those things are our own. So please consult a DVC representative, a Disney cast member, for more information about anything we talked about today. Uh, big, big, big shout out to uh, DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. Uh, please check them out they are a great sponsor and a great partner to the show so we appreciate if you check them out uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion and of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awal the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar